Can't wait for everybody to get here. Doing the big episode tonight. Where the hell is Why am I always the first one here? Actually, I'm never the first one. Yeah. Hey, Joey. Yo, come in. Hey, 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 I'm here. Did you bring the donuts? Uh, it's not my week to bring the donuts. Uh, if Mike forgot the cream filled again, I, I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And every place has pumpkin ice, uh, not ice cream, but every place has pumpkin donuts these days. That's I like s- pumpkin. I don't know if I like it in donuts. That sounds like Open the door, my arms are full of donuts. Oh, well, hold hey, on, go hold let on. him, yeah, go uh, get him. Yeah, okay. Um, hey, 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 do you want me to take some of those? Uh, I will put them down on the table and then you can take them. Oh. <laughs> Did you get any that weren't pumpkin? It was hard to find some that weren't pumpkin, but yes, I was okay. able to manage. Did you get his cream filled for God's sake? Yes, it's over there in the corner. <laughs> We're never gonna let you forget that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it happened like twice ever. Like twice ever in a row though, see. <laughs> We're uh You're never gonna live that down, you know. You just you're just not. Anyway. There are so many things. <laughs> Has anybody heard from Dirk? How long ago did you pick these up? Some of them are, are a little warm, <laughs> but I don't know. This is no pleasing you. Dude, he had to come all the way from Greensboro. Okay. I gotta go out of my way to go to the shop. You know <laughs> if this. They're, if they're gonna be pumpkin, I might as well eat, at least eat, you know, warm pumpkin donuts. <laughs> but, I don't know. Has is anybody, that a euphemism? I don't know, you're laughing a bit much. Has I've anybody never heard, heard from Dirk, for God's sake? Uh, hold on, let me call him. Yeah, you usually tell one of us to call him, but you hadn't done it yet. Uh, he's not He's not picking up. I don't know. Maybe he's in a dead zone. Like Christopher Walken? <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, hey. I'm, oh. I'm on. Hey, hey okay, good. Uh, I'm going to hang up on Dirk now. Okay. All right. <laughs> Why are you hang up on me like that? Uh, hey, do you like donuts? <laughs> I love donuts, man. Do you like pumpkin donuts? No. <laughs> oh, darn. <sighs> I'll eat the pumpkin donuts. But I'll try like, one. Did you get mine? Like, Throw throw one to me. No, just Strawberry throw it. with sprinkles on it. Just throw yes. it. Yes. All right. Where do we uh, where do we put the um where do we put the juice? Is it over? Uh, it's over. Um, guys, uh, it's on the control panel. Uh, why is this light red? From the far reaches of Dominaria to the deep depths of the internet, only one company can withstand the hardships and brave the fierce trials that face the casual multiplayer magic warrior. These four brave men stand as one, and cross swords with foes of unimaginable horror who would dare challenge them on the field of battle. These four men are... The Mana Pool. Here to guide you through the mystic and awesome landscapes of the many planes of the multiverse are your fearless leaders, Brian, the lead rambler, Dirk, it's not that easy. And green. The greenest man alive. And Mike. Only God can judge. Is that right? The rules guru and resident Ulster. And leading them all in their relentless charge through the ether fields is the head dork. The one and only. The truly awesome Shuey. So sit back, relax, grab a glass of refreshing Jones Planeswalker soda. And prepare yourself for the Mana Pool. Hello again. Welcome to the Mana Pool. This is episode, uh, uh hell, I don't know. X plus two? <laughs> <laughs> Three zeros for zero. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be, uh, what is it called? Is it called a? 
primeval force? What's it called? Force of savagery is like an yeah. eight zero. Force of savagery under the influence of a mation, the mind cage, and your opponent has um, five, five cards, cards in hand. Yeah. But that's oh, dang it! He costs three. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. It is. It's a. Uh. Oh, uh, Oh it's no! Wait, sh- I got it! I got it! Oh, he got it's it. a it's 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 a it's a memnite with that one mode of funeral charm on it. That's on funeral charm, right? The plus two minus one. My plus two. <laughs> I think he. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we or, go. What was the the blue one? Piracy charm or something? Um. Yeah, that did something different. Maybe. I thought it was a just a blue funeral charm. Was it just a blue funeral charm? What was your idea, Brian? Uh, I was gonna do something with like a, a um. Uh, what's that wall from uh, Stronghold? Shifting wall. Yeah, I was gonna do something with a shifting wall, but it would be really weird. I'm not. I've, I've never been the very best one at, at this sort of thing. He's not wrong. A shifting wall, and you have Jorkadine the prevail the prevailer, and Metalcraft. <laughs> so how much does that cost? Huh? Shifting wall costs X. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just take everyone's word for that. So. Yes, in case you can't tell, this is the big episode 300, and uh, it turns out this is not actually the six-year episode. That'll be next week, but we're going to treat it all as one thing, because why not? <laughs> have one of those big multi-episode parties. <laughs> Jam! <laughs> we have a big like... to-be-continued cut at the end. Mm. I like cake. Cake is good. What about pumpkin donuts? <laughs> Dang it, man. <laughs> That segment was like two minutes ago. I can't believe you're already talking about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, well. So, for episode 300, this one was actually my idea. I'm proud of me. <laughs> I came up with something to do for this show. Oh, my God. You do that. On rare occasion. From time to time. I guess the old versus new Ravnica thing is my fault. Sorry about that. <laughs> but It turned out to be a pretty good segment. I thought so. Maybe we'll finish it sometime before we return to Return to Ravnica. <laughs> I wouldn't hold your breath. But. Yeah, really. But anyway, so what's, anyway. So what's your idea? My idea was to, since it's six years, 300 episodes, we would just take a look back at all the things that have happened. Do a retrospective. Because that's never been done for us, ever. It's our mid-season clip show. <laughs> <laughs> Except without very many clips. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, people here lately when I tell people about the show, they're like, oh, how long you been doing? I'm like, six years. They're like, geez, what do you talk about every week? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> just they're like, what, like building decks or what? I'm like, well, <laughs> everything else. Like, it's amazing how the <laughs> deep this game is because these are all non-magic people. And they're like, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could talk about anything from anything to anything else. And, and One they're of the like, things uh, about our format. Is that so we don't have we're not, we're, well, but that's it. What we're not tied down to anyone. For, we've talked about tournaments and we've talked about sealed and we've talked about casual and EDH and plane chase and what's going on in our lives and what's going on in other people's lives. It's really just us talking, and that sounds so basic, but it's one of the reasons why we never run out of anything to talk about. Because we have so, Brian. That's true. <laughs> well, then also the the. Generally, the fans really like our live episodes as well when we're actually playing the game itself and going over everything. Yeah, those those are some polarizing episodes. People either really love them and think they're great, they really hate them and think they're terrible. Like, there's no middle ground on live episodes, which I always thought yeah. was funny. 
it's it's like some people I think the mentality is some people really like hearing it because it's magic and wow magic and they like hearing about the cool stuff that happened in these cra- crazy chaotic games because usually when it's us playing it's at least the four of us sometimes someone else and you have some crazy things and then other people are like it's a little too hard to follow what's going on I can't really visualize it uh you guys are laughing a lot and and it's hard to tell what's going on and we do um Oh, we keep turning around and talking to the baby. Sorry. And we do make a point of like announcing every land, every spell, everything, but it, it can be kind of tough. And I hope no one's sitting at home like charting this out, like, cause that would be a bit much. So I, I, I can understand that. Every, that's the nice thing about the show is I'm sure there's some people out there that have decided that we're not for them. Maybe cause of the time issue, cause we're one of the longer ones. That's true. Um, May, for, for whatever Once you reason, belts on. I'm sure this one won't be short. <laughs> Maybe because we don't have a whole lot of competitive content, which is fine because there are others that do that. But I like to think that there, we cover so many things that there are some things that almost everyone likes. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I think if someone were to listen, and please God, don't do this, but if someone were to just sit down and listen to all our episodes somehow. Um, People have done that before. Well, yeah, they have. They they bring it up in the forums and whatnot. I'm working my way through your archives. I'm like, oh, God. But, <laughs> Where'd you start? Yeah, start on, like, ten. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty well, sure that if someone had the time or interest or whatever to listen to all 300 episodes, there would be a fair percentage, and no matter who it is, there would be a fair percentage of episodes that they would enjoy. Yes. So that's what I'm shooting for is a fair percentage. You know, well, you would enjoy the grand majority of them, but there would be a fair percentage that I think they would absolutely love. You're never going to please everyone all the time, and I hate to say this, but when it comes to magic players, they're <laughs> doing very well. If you don't, if there's some people that you don't that don't complain all the time. <laughs> so, I guess let's take it back to the big be- to the beginning. You want to? Yeah. Hang on, I am currently pantsless. Wait a minute. This <laughs> we're starting so... this episode off right. I'm not wearing pants either. Well, yeah, but I was—I just was changing out of my work pants into some jammy pants. I'm not I wearing got, a dress. I got caught right in the middle. And Mike's wearing a dress? Is that what I heard? I said I am not wearing a dress. Oh, well, I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> For the record, <laughs> I never wear panties. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Flying to <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, so I have... Jamie's on now. I can continue. So let's take it all the way back to the beginning. Uh, in the beginning. In the beginning. <laughs> we were really bad at this game. Oh, God. But even before that, I was uh, I was at work back when I worked at X Job, which was several jobs ago. And X minus two. X minus two. What if it cost? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. Jot those down as you do. <laughs> but, uh. One of the guys that worked, that used to work there, who would swing by all the time, had a comic book podcast. And it was a one-man show. It was called Comic Book Savant. And I would sit down and listen to it. I'm like, wow, this is, this is pretty cool. You know, I, mean, I don't think I could do this. Just sit there and talk and talk and talk with no one to talk to. I'd probably die. But, uh, I had this idea. I was like, I wonder if there are any magic podcasts out there. And I did a quick search and came across MTG Cast and, uh, Monday Night Magic with Dom, Tom, and Gavin. And the magic sock with the magic sock guy. That might be all I came up with in that first go around. There might have been a few more, but they didn't, they didn't stick in my brain. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was six years ago. My bad. But I, I shot the idea at these, uh, 
at all of my dorky friends, because I realized all of these guys that I used to play Magic with and I were all drifting apart. You know, me and Mike and Brian and Dirk, AJ and Corey and Devin and just all those guys. We were all sort of drifting apart, and that really sucked. So I got the idea from James. That was his name from James, the comic book savant guy, to maybe I should start a podcast. And he taught me about Skype and editing with Audacity and the recording software that he used, which he used Pretty May, which I never used. But I talked to uh, Tom, I think it was. Hey, what do you use for this? <clears throat> and they pointed me towards Pamela and da-da-da-da-da. And he taught me about Libsyn, the hosting site, and all that. And I got with the dorks. I'm like, hey, guys, <clears throat> I'm thinking of starting a podcast about magic. And they were like, huh? What's a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, no. And uh, I was like, whoever I can get, you know, it'll be weekly, whoever I can get. From you guys, you know, we'll just hop on and talk about magic, and it'll be cool. I think you pitched it to me as like there'll be a rotating, a rotating cast of dorks. Yep. Uh, yep. That was that was the original plan, <clears throat> and for the first several episodes, it kind of was. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was me, and I think the first episode was me and Brian and Squanto and Dirk. I think. I think you're right. And who was Squanto for people that haven't been listening? Yeah, Squanto was our token noob and token Indian, uh, or token minority, as he put it. Uh, <laughs> but he was a buddy of mine from uh, freshman year of college, and then we reconnected when I was working at GameStop in the mall. He was also at a crappy mall job, and we became fast friends again. <clears throat> and he had just gotten into Magic, the poor bastard, and so he was our token noob. He actually came up with uh, lots of the early episodes were his idea. <laughs> when I say lots, I mean damn near all of it. Uh, it was his idea. So he was our like first writer or concept guy or whatever. And just whoever I could grab, I grabbed every week. You know, there were uh, Mike's first episode was episode four, and I think we had your brother on several times, uh, Thomas, in the early days. We had AJ on a couple times in the early days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Eventually, it settled down to be like the five of us: is the four of us and Squanto. With whoever couldn't make it one week, could make it one week, but it was usually some combination of the five of us. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Like we had, uh, we had, I, I talked with Card Shark because I'd been the content editor at Card Shark for all, years already at that point. I think it was at least two. So I'm plural. And we, uh, they were like, yeah, sure, we'll sponsor you and pay your hosting fee. And we were like, sweet. And yeah, that's, that's all there was. <laughs> <laughs> and now look around, we have all of this. And now we have all of this. And by all of this, when I look around, I see my desktop mic. Watch those low-flying airplanes. <laughs> We've got the desktop mic and my headset. And this desktop mic, yeah, this one? Yeah, that is the one that I used on episode one. Like, this thing is trusty as hell. <laughs> it's the one that powers us through all the live games. It is the yes, that's exactly what it is. Anytime you hear a live episode that's not field recordings with the digital recorder, it's this mic. Yeah. For a while, I was using the the mic on my headset, but I like to play with the cord, like as we're recording. And I'm pretty sure I broke something because the, the mic stopped working. So oh well. But anyway, anyway, yeah, I uh, that was the beginning. That, that was the genesis. The, the you... Bronze Age of the Mana Pool. <laughs> the Stone Age of the Mana Pool. <laughs> yeah. Because those early episodes are not good. We, we like, because Card Shark was paying the bills, which, you know, the bills weren't a lot, but still, we, uh, 
we sort of plugged them really, really hard. Like the first episode, it was like half comparing prices on Car Truck and Star City or some crap. Uh, at least, name, it, at least yeah. it felt that way. We always did the previews and all that. And what was the guy who always had a d- dissension thing going on? Oh, I don't remember his name now, but he always had free dissension in comments. B. Richards. Always Mike Wazowski. <laughs> was that B. Richards? Wasn't it? I don't know. I, don't I, have, know. I have no recollection of this anymore. <laughs> but we would cover all of the card shark promotions is what they're getting at. Yeah. Any, yeah. Every month there would be new member promotions and we would run through them. Mm-hmm. Now the link is just in the show notes and... We have evolved to the point where we don't have time for that anymore. <laughs> yeah, we don't have time. We are so pretentious. We really are. I have we, totally forgotten where I came from. I we liked, don't know how I got here. <laughs> Can anyone give me directions? We liked magic before it was mainstream, and that is actually true in our case. <laughs> but So yeah, I figured just to begin with here... We would run through the history of the game and just look at all the or the history of the game, or the history of the show, and look at now all. Now we're the, really self-important. <laughs> we are the game. In the middle of the ring. Well, we would run run through the history of the show and just look at all of like the the notable firsts. And these first bunch are a lot. Oh yeah, I lo- Chewie was good enough um, to do a chart and go through all the archives. Not listen to every show, but. All the archives and look at all the show notes and everything and see when was the first time we did anything and if there's anything notable about the episode, like certain announcements or things. So, uh, he did a more work than Chewie usually does. Oh, I did a lot. And Mike helped, but not for this first, I think 150, I think, or 120 some I did by myself. Well, help is a strong word for the last bunch of it. I, I mean, I was just sitting there next to you on the couch while we were both reading. True. That counts as help, though. Okay. But anyway, so in the very first episode, yes, it was Chewy, Brian, Dirk, and Squanto. There we go. And the show notes had the first reference to us as dorks, which that means that's been there since the beginning. And the first mention of Dirk as the greenest man alive. That's really incredible that that stuck with you that long. <laughs> yeah. Um, one, of the, one of the few artifacts to make it that far. So, yeah, we have been dorks since episode one, and Dirk has been green since he was born. <laughs> at least since episode one I'm jumping ahead just a little bit not not terribly but as a reference I was mentioned as uh, the lead rambler at least in the show notes not necessarily on the show but in the show notes for the first time in episode 35 so Chewie's, uh, Chewie, Dirk's got 34 episodes so <laughs> if there's one thing you need to know about Dirk before anything else he is was and will always be the greenest man alive, whether self-proclaimed or not. <laughs> yeah, episode 35 was the first time he was mentioned as the lead rambler in the show notes, which means there's no telling when it was actually mentioned on air. It was not right away, that's for yeah, sure. No. I didn't even realize, honestly, that I was going to talk as much on this, because like Chewie, I had no idea how I was going to be when I sat down in a room. I mean, you guys are here in spirit, but basically by myself, talking into a computer. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> go away, be at peace. Um, so I, I had no idea, and then they're all, after a couple episodes, they're like, you talk a lot. So I was like, I guess I do. <laughs> and then Someone I would shut tell Brian her, up, please. <laughs> then I would like tell Carrie, and she'd be like, "Yeah, didn't you? Didn't you know? We just everyone just assumed you knew. It's almost like an intervention. We all knew you had a problem." <laughs> Man, 
So, yeah. So moving on, episode two was the first deck that was ever built for the show, which was the Clash deck. Like, that was Squanto's idea. He's like, let's build a deck out of some mechanic from the new set. And the new set was, well, um, Lorwin. There we go. I'm like, morning? No, before that. Oh, by the way, you need to update the, the show survey questions. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the last person who answered them answered several of them with, uh, this isn't really <laughs> applicable anymore. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. put up a, a survey on the forums like ever ago. Oh, well. And every once in a while, we still get a new answer for it. <laughs> we need to take that down and rewrite it or just get rid of it completely. But When yeah. your creature puts damage on the stack... What's the appropriate response? <laughs> now I'm pretty sure it's call a judge. Call a judge. <laughs> or if you're not at a sanctioned event, just punch your opponent. <laughs> but anyway, so episode three was actually the first episode with Mike on it, and he was mentioned as our resident rules guru. Because even, you know, we've been playing Magic together for several years by the time this uh, show came about, so, you know, we all knew Mike was the rules guy. Yeah. Mike, how does this work? Mike, how does this work? <laughs> yeah. And it's amazing to see how far I've, to see how far I've come since then in general knowledge is, is amazing. My little boy is all grown up. <laughs> Cause even then, even though I knew a lot, there was a lot of stuff I did not know even what the hell. And I didn't realize it. Even what the hell? No. Uh, episode three was also the first episode where we used music from Swift. And by we, I mean, I mean me. And the first time we discussed a dual decks because was that elves versus goblins? Um, yeah, it had to be yeah. because later was Jace versus Chandra. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow, dual decks are slightly less old than we are. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then episode four, episode four. Oh man, I was so pissed. I remember this because episode four was all about looking at the classes of the creatures in Lorwyn. Because Lorwyn was all about creature types, but as far as race, troll, uh, not trolls, giants, and merfolk, and kithkin, and all that. And we were Fairies. like, yeah, and we were like, but. So we did a whole, like, class episode. We're like, but if you have soldiers, you could look at these, and this and that and the other. And then there was a delay in posting the episode. Like, there was just some sort of problem. I didn't have time to get it up or something like that. And Rosewater released his, hey, look, Morning Tide is going to be all about classes. And we were like, no! Oh. Rosewater. Gosh. That's why Rosewater is, uh, you know, causing the death of magic. <laughs> That's also the first time I had Thomas on. That's Mike's brother. We referred to him as Castro for a very long time because he had a Castro beard. Yes. We still do. Yeah, we still do on occasion, yeah. <laughs> on the show, anyway. Yeah. Uh, episode five was uh, our first etiquette question, which we did a lot of those throughout the early year of the show, early years of the show. Yeah. Just, you know, I don't remember what it was. It was just, you know, how not to be a jerk while playing magic or something to that effect. Yeah, I, I recall that we did one episode like that where it was, if you're in multiplayer, there's some house rules. You know, the, again, you want to have the, the group sort of lay down what, what the expectations are, but yeah, things that we do, and just yada, yada, yada about that. Yeah, we did a bunch. We did one on proxies, and we did one on uh, guys who play like dicks, and we did one on... Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, we did several, but having run through all the show notes now, it's all melded back into nothingness. Because I did... I went through these first 120-some, like, 
I don't know, two, three weeks ago. It's been a while. <laughs> it was also the first time we looked at uh, the standard decks at, uh, that were at Worlds. So it was the first time we covered Worlds, which was episode five. Wow, that's that's pretty cool. I was probably very quiet during that episode. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, really, we were all looking at the Dragon Storm deck that popped out. <laughs> yeah, literally. Because it was funny. It, it literally popped out, yeah. Of the, um, what was that freaking land called? Uh, the hideaway land that was red. That yeah. The uh, dragons something. Not dragons. Dragon knoll. No, no. Um, no spine rock knoll. Spine rock knoll. There spine we go. Rock knoll. Uh-huh. We'll get there. And it was also, as far as we can tell, our first forum shout out because at the end of the notes for episode five, I said, you know, and a special shout out to Piro Flameboy, who is our first fan. Yeah. Piro Flameboy on the forums was the first guy who was like, "I'm here for you guys." And we were like, "Whoa." <laughs> yeah, because we had always just been, you know, piggybacking on the forms that were set up for Card Shark itself. Yeah, and it still are for that matter. Yeah, that's true. Now it's basically our forums that other people show up every once in a while and mention articles. <laughs> but hmm, what what happens if they ever decide to shut that down? Uh oh. Anyway, but yeah, so episode six was our first preview episode. And it was previous for Morning Tide. It was also the first time that Wizards did, well, it's now known as a card image gallery. I don't know what they called it back then. Visual spoiler. Was it visual I think spoiler? it was something like visual spoiler, yeah. yeah. And it was really convenient because before you had to go searching for all these things. And it was the first time that they showed, started these like a little ways ahead of the whole thing. Because they, they previewed some of these cards around worlds and... um and the official previews on the website didn't start for several weeks after that. So it was like, hey, look, one concise place for all this. It was great. Yeah, and you know for a fact that it's accurate. Right. You don't know because back in the dark ages, you had you really didn't have a great grasp, especially before the official previews started, what was real and what was completely fake. Yeah, Salvation was not safe <laughs> back no, then. There, there was a lot of fake stuff. And there were some things I wouldn't be surprised if there was someone deep on the inside who was who was leaking things way too early. Because there's I remember a couple times and there's one that still sticks out in my head of seeing seeing something on Salvation that didn't actually get printed for another like year and a half at least. Whoa! And it was weird. Yeah. So so definitely for those of you that that have only been around for a while, as in like the last five years or so. <laughs> Don't take the visual spoiler for granted because it's awesome. And it's, again, you get so used to it, and I got so used to it, that it's only looking back that I'm like, wow, that was such a pain in the butt before. So, yes. And I remember going through those first ones, and we actually did a couple episodes. We we did more, like, smaller, quick hits of previews where we actually record, like, twice in a week to try and keep up with some of the previews as they were coming in. God, can you even imagine that now? Well, and you no. had to, and you had to post them like right away to stay relevant. Yeah, or otherwise it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, like that day or the next. Yeah. Shoo, I can't imagine that either. Buh. Of course, that's back when you actually had more yeah, time. Yeah, that's to true. Do stuff I had like all the free this. time in the universe, so if something didn't get posted, it's because I was playing video games or something. Her, her, her. Yeah. Well, I had a girlfriend. Was, <laughs> all you had to post was our show, not all of them. Yeah, that's true. But oh well, let's let's jump ahead some because some of these are sort of eh. yeah. I guess yeah, so. The, what, the very what, first ones were were definitely an experiment. Oh yeah, yeah. like uh, episode twelve was the first time that we discussed what happened at a pre-release, which is now 
it's it ha- that episode always happens. Like we yeah. have to talk about what happened at the pre-release. Even yeah. times where like only one person goes to a pre-release, we better talk about it. Or the yeah. the the pitchforks come out. So. <laughs> and episode thirteen was the first appearance of Out of the Deck Box. What is Out of the Deck Box? Every time we get to a new segment, I'm gonna say it like this. Because there's some of these that we did very few times, and then there's others that, you know, we still go on today. So what is Out of the Deck Box? Out of the Deck Box is where somebody, one of us usually, takes one of their decks uh, out of the deck box and tells us all about it. And this is, and still continues to be, one of our most popular segments because people just like magic decks. And especially goofy casual ones like we play, goofy casual players love to hear about. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, I've heard I've heard from several emails that people are like, "Oh wow, that this made me this whole deck out of the deck box made me think about building this deck or what I could add to this deck or you know it, it can really touch off some um um some some inspiration." Yeah, and that and we get to show off how cool we are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we did do from time to time the occasional out of someone else's deck box, like when we would have something called a guest host. I don't know if we do those anymore. Um, and they had, we would ask them, hey, what's a deck that you play and what goes in it and that sort of thing. Out of someone oh. else's deck box popped up in episode 54 by that name. Oh, really? Yeah. That was the what's first time. Out of someone else's deck box. I think that. <laughs> I think Brian just explained it. I think yeah, that. I think that's where you, one of us would go, hey, you, let me tell, tell people about what the deck he's got, or hey, why don't you tell us about this deck, or something. I can't remember specifically. It, it was more like, hey, you, send me your list. I want to talk about it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then episode 54, if I remember correctly, that's what we all did. Everyone, like, I talked about one of Brian's decks, and Brian talked about one of Dirk's decks, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well. So moving on. Uh, uh, episode 15... 15 was are, a big... Are, are, we, are we allowed to jump in here, or is this... Of course, your... yeah, go right ahead. Episode 15 was the first one. It was not the first live episode. We didn't do those for That's actually quite very a long time. Uh, but, and, and there was some debate. I think I had mentioned several times in the first year, so maybe we could do, like, a video of an episode or, or try and... I think no, the idea I had was trying to do one over the air, and there was a lot of a big question of, like, how is that even possible? Because you can't see what anyone else has got... And so it never oh, really. I remember it, now. You wanted us all to sit at our own computers on yeah, Skype and and just tell people what was going on, and we all remember. Uh, I remember us all going. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I just I I I want to take credit as saying I felt like people would respond pretty well to the idea of hearing a magic game, but the execution needed some work, and it hadn't even occurred to me that we could all do it in the same room. So, um, but this was the first. We actually had played, and Chewie had taken some fairly extensive notes, I believe. Yeah, and copious, kinda, even. Copious, <laughs> abundant notes, and we uh, we we talked about them, and it was great. Because what's one of the best things to do after you play Magic? If you're not playing Magic, you talk about Magic. And you don't talk – you can talk a little bit about, oh, I think this card has good value or whatever. But what's better? Talking about Magic games. <laughs> Holy crap. I, I have to throw this in right here because I'm not going to remember it for my final thought. But last week, um, I went to Underground Games, uh, Gaming Underground, uh, one day to see if maybe I could test uh, my standard deck. And 
they were starting an EDH game, so I joined that instead because EDH. Do you know what? And there's only one thing I want to talk about. It was somebody else's turn. They they played a uh, a memory jar and they passed and it got all the way to the end of the turn of the person before them and they cracked it because you don't discard the cards until the beginning of the next end step. Right. And somebody flashed in. Wait for it. <laughs> a um oh a thief of notions a notion the notion thief, thief. the notion thief. <laughs> Give me that. Oh my god. It was the best notion thief I had ever seen in my life. You hear about like, you know, maybe like doing it for a Sphinx's revelation or whatever. No. He drew, there were four players. He drew 28 (laughs) cards. And he had a Niv Mizzet, the fire mine, out. (laughs) Ta da! It was brilliant. So. And that's exactly, obviously we weren't talking about this six years before it happened, but you know, isn't that, you just, you get an experience out of hearing that, you're just like, wow. So that's what yeah. we were going for. That was the first time we did it. Now remember, in case anyone missed it, cause I had to go look it up to make sure, it's the one that says, if an opponent would draw a card, except the first one here she draws in each of his or her draw steps, instead that player skips that draw and you draw a card. <laughs> yeah. So that's and there. and everyone else still had their hands exiled. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see yeah. stuff like that, and that is why we took the notes for uh, episode fifteen because some crazy stuff happened. That's still an episode that I will tell people to go listen to because uh, we we talked about all the crazy stuff that happened in those games, and we played a bunch of games that day, like we you know we usually do before yeah. ADH was the thing. Yeah. So yeah. Well, even back in that day, we would still have, you know, we'd have like two or three games and then we'd hit the game where <laughs> no one dies for like three hours. So um, before you blame it too much on EDH, I mean, really, EDH is a good way of codifying the type of way we have always played Magic. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. So well, what generally happened was it was we played all these games, all these games. But it was when we said, all right, last game. This is the last game. That was what That's, did it. Those that are was the worst curse. words to hear because that means settle up because it's going to be another gonna be a while. four hours. Before. And it's going to be like everyone's going to hate it. And the yeah. end of it is going to be like, I don't even care. Just kill me. Yeah, because yeah, for some reason at least two of us would dig in our boxes and be like, oh, I haven't played this one in a while. And guess what? It's because it's miserable and uh all right all right so moving on keep moving down memory lane because we've only got like yeah another 280 to go so uh episode 17 was the first time that we physically met someone who listened to the show and it was me and i guess brian and i could have sworn mike was there i thought i went down there to meet to meet chris that was down at gaming underground right uh, no, it was at, um, it was at Lucky's. It was at oh. Lucky's. Yep. But yeah, Squanto was gonna I'm re- go. I'm remembering a different time. Or Squanto went, Squanto went too. Oh wait, that's when I was still living in Raleigh, never mind. Oh, maybe that's what it is, you were in Raleigh. I keep forgetting you were in Raleigh for the first part of this. Yeah. Duh. But yes, yeah, so it was me and Brian and Squanto, and we went to Lucky's for Friday Night Magic. We actually built, uh, standard decks to go Friday Night Magic, and Squanto, uh, like scrubbed out and bounced. And we met, we met the listener there. His name was Chris. 
and he went with us to Natty Greens, and I think Carrie came to dinner Carrie, too. Carrie came and, and joined us for dinner, and yeah. uh, and we all sat around and yeah. Chewy even drank a beer, which is very it's unusual. Kind of rare, yeah. yeah, and I bought his uh, I bought Chris's dinner too, which was exceedingly rare. But <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that was cool. And I forgot to write this in the segment section, but that's also the first appearance, I think, the first time we named it in the show notes, of Pimp My Deck Box. What? Pimp My Deck Box. That is the name we gave for our, like, deck help. Like, hey, if you have a deck that you just can't figure out what's going wrong or want us to look at it, then by all means... Let us know. It was called Pimp My Deck Box, possibly soon to be renamed for like the longest time. And we yeah. haven't done one in a while, but you remember we they're were hard to do. Well, yeah, and, they're hard. that's because we weren't very good at them and they were difficult and we always felt like we were, we always felt like we were putting on that we actually knew what we were talking about. And, and that's, we were, I think we were always very careful to say, look, you know, we are not people that actually, you know, do this. I think one of the reasons we started doing it is because Literally everybody would send us emails. Hey, I listened to you guys. Here's a deck I'm thinking about. And people were asking us to do it. So eventually we were like, you know what? Maybe we should give it a shot. And I it's, think there's that thread in the forums is still active. Actually, uh, 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 JT yes. posted in it today. I didn't say and that, Phil, you know, the, the thread Phil, itself yeah. has gone away, but part of that, the thread is that it's not just us there. It's a lot of the community. Talking about, it. and I think that's one of the big differences. It's is it differences is it's not just us saying, okay, here's what you need to do. Exactly. So, and because really, like, if you say if you've got this like casual multiplayer deck and you go, hey, this isn't working, what do I do, dude? We don't know. What do you want it to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's what are your, your friends definition playing of, that you need to beat? What, what What's your definition of it's not working? You know. Yeah. What, what do you want it to do? So yeah. But it's still there, and, you know, people still offer up advice. It's actually grown to, like, tournamenty decks now. People will post and be like, hey, why isn't this working? And people that actually, like Bill and JT, will jump in and say, hey, here's what you might try. Because we don't know. <laughs> you can still send us emails, though. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got an email to my MTGcast account not too terribly long ago that was, hey, here's what I want to play at FNM. What do you think? I'm like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> It looks like a standard deck. <laughs> if you're playing Legacy, it's probably not going to cut it. Do it. Unless oh. fairies are legal and standard again. Oh, well. So moving on. Uh, episode 19 was a mistake, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, we start having some terrible... A, a long, We have a long and storied history oh, with technical difficulties. And this is one of the reasons why you know that we enjoy doing this. And maybe we've been doing it for six years, but that doesn't mean that we're professional. We don't have a, a recording studio set up, no matter what the beginning of this episode sounded like. We don't have <laughs> we, we don't have high tech. Whatever we, are you talking about? Uh, you know, I'm still waiting for a wall full of computer screens, like something out of uh, Swordfish or something. We don't have any of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I just want some glass to tap on, you know, <laughs> like in Frasier, so. you know. You mean like for the record, uh, like, like an actual radio booth? Yeah. Of. For the record, we do all have a, a a cough button, but Brian refuses to use it. <laughs> mine, mine is a mine is a my wife is printing coupons button. Yeah. Uh, yes. So that was you. I figured as much. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what happened in episode twenty four, but I wrote in the notes here first horrible technical difficulties. 
So I don't know if we that was when that was when sometimes um, someone would get desynced. Oh yes, I I think that's what it was. I don't think it was that early. You don't think it was that early? I thought it was that early. I believe he's right, but I don't know. Maybe. Well, well, think about it. Think about everything we have gone through in the name of getting this podcast up. We've had desynced voices where it sounds fine when we record it, and Chewie goes to post it. And like, it sounds like someone is a minute ahead of everybody else. Or we've got ones with crazy popping noises. Oh god, the popping. The clicks and the pops. The cl- we, okay. We've got, we've got ones where it didn't, uh, all sync together in terms of volume, where somebody sounds like he's really far away, and somebody else is really right here, and somebody else is smacking their microphone around, you know. Uh, there was also <laughs> mine where mine was, instead of hard linked in, Mine was on a, a wireless router, and it'd be fine, fine, and then it would pause, and then all of a sudden I would catch up all of a sudden. Oh yeah, the next headroom thing. Like no, 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 that was something else. He, he would he would, that, he would come back in, and it would go be going really fast until it came back into to where it right. was. It, it would be like Dirk would be saying like, "I'm the greenest," and then there'd be silence, and we all be like, "Hello," and he'd be like, and he'd come back and it would say. Men alive, and this is what I'm playing, and this is what I like, and I like elves, and it would be compacted into like <laughs> yes, second. So Dirk would be like talking, and all of a sudden he pulls out all kids at once. Yeah, yeah. The max headroom is happened to me sometimes, where it was I would say something, say something, say something, say something, say something. <laughs> not not literally. I wasn't actually saying it over and over. I picked a bad time to say that. But, you know, I, I would be saying something and then it would just get caught on that and loop, 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 loop. <laughs> uh, the, uh, I remember the, the headphone jacks when I, when I used my old headset that plugged into the, um, that it, it wasn't USB. It plugged into a little. Yeah, the actual RCA jacks. Yeah, the actual RCA jacks. And if one of the, if one of the plugs was turned a certain way, there'd be this horrible screeching static noise. Yeah. That I wouldn't know about until the other guys were like, oh god, ah, yeah. turn it off, oh god. Uh, there, all there, of a sudden we'd all start going, ah, oh, mute, mute, mute. There, <laughs> there was occasionally the, uh, the robot voice where all of a sudden someone sounded like something out of Robocop. I almost said Terminator, but he actually sounded more human than, um, some, our voices would sound, where it would just sound like you were well, a robot, basically. I don't yeah. know a better way to put it. And the nice thing about talking about a lot of these is sometimes, every now and then, we'll still get a bit of a technical issue, but not nearly like oh, what God, we had. are so smooth now. Going through these early episodes, I was like, sweet mother of crap, everything was awful. <laughs> there were a couple of bad times where we lost like a full 20 minutes of recording. One time we lost an entire hour. Yep, and oh, we had yeah. to we had to do it again and try to remember all the stuff that we said. Yeah. Hopefully, we're pretty good at that. And then, but it was so late, we had to stop and finish the episode the next night, which is why Dirk wasn't on the next episode because then that night he couldn't record. Mm-hmm. So it was like the three of us without Dirk all of a sudden after the musical break. <laughs> oh man, yes. that was miserable. Yeah, 
You couldn't get me to do that now. Yeah. I would have been, I no. would be like, I'm sorry, you know, screw it, I'm going home. I mean, I, I take this yeah. seriously, but not that seriously. Episode Ooh. 24 was a desync. It was just me and Brian, and for some reason, Brian would like respond to stuff that I didn't say yet. <laughs> and so Mike was right, that was that early. And, there, and it there, was worse when it was just two of us. Yes, the, there was a curse about if it was just Chewie and someone else, we said that we needed someone else, not because, you know, we need the companionship. I mean, it's nice, but it would happen every time. Yeah. There were some episodes where Brian couldn't join us. I remember this happening at least once, maybe twice, where we'd yeah. be like, just call in, like answer the Skype call, mute your mic, and go do what you need to do. Just please be on the call. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember. I couldn't even, I couldn't do it, and... I still had to be logged in. So those, those were some of the horrible technical difficulties. But those pops, dude, those pops were my nemesis. Remember we used to start recording? We'd record a quick test. Yes. And then I'd have to go back and listen to it to see if there were pops and stuff. Yeah, I remember that. And if there weren't, I'd be like, okay, we're good. And sometimes the pops would appear on the next one. It was nothing any of us could hear. It was some sort of artifact. We don't know if it was from the network or from the hardware or what, but they were ungodly. And they always lasted for like the first X minutes of the show. And then they just magically disappear while we were recording. Like we didn't stop and start back and they would be gone. They would just stop on their own. But anywhere from the first two minutes to like the first 10 or 15 minutes would just have these ungodly pops. And like using the click removal or, or uh, whatnot uh, in Audacity, instead of like loud clicks and pops, they would be like loud sounds. You know, I can't really do it to where you'd hear it, but it, you know. Mm. And in doing that would also cause us all to sound like we were talking like this, and it was awful. <laughs> oh, those wow. things, those things were around for a long time, and they were a major problem, and they were. They were the reason that for a good chunk, I was like, son of a bitch, we have to record the mana pool tonight. God almighty. Like, <laughs> it used to be, no, like recording this show used to be a freaking chore. Now mm. I look forward to it and I love it and I've actually always loved it, but sometimes it was more trouble than it was worth. And yet we're still here. <laughs> it's a good thing that we got through it or we wouldn't be here. So, so yeah. But okay, moving. Moving on, oh, uh, if if you think that the old versus new that we're doing with Ravnica is the first time, you'd be wrong because we did old versus new for. Wait, man, you missed guest host. No, we I didn't know if we later. were going to talk about never every, mind, never mind. every. Going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did one for tribal because we were in the middle of Lorwyn block and uh, we, you know, we had just mentioned doing Lorwyn and, and Morning Tide and, and those sorts of things, and it was looking back at earlier tribes uh, and how they were supported, like. The differences between Lorwyn and Onslaught. We did a whole big thing out of it. We had a we had a, a poll on the forums where people would pick a general uh, for each deck. Like we did, yeah. we did Lorwyn soldiers versus Onslaught soldiers, and there would be one of every creature that was a soldier or everything that had to do with soldiers, except yeah. the leader who would, we would have four copies of, and we hit the forums like, "Hey, what do you guys want?" Mm. And uh, we pitted Mike and I, I think, or maybe Brian and I, or maybe both. I- I think it was some combination. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, we pitted those decks against each other, and we recorded it with my webcam, and that was awful. And those videos never got used, and they're actually they were deleted, or wiped, or lost in a hard drive or something. But yeah, and and we took notes on how it happened and how it went and who won, and yeah, we did it for the the major tribes that had crossovers: so soldiers, wizards, uh, goblins. Did we do clerics? No, because there weren't really any clerics to speak of in Lower when It was soldiers, wizards, 
goblins. There's another. One. Oh, elves, duh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and apparently I mentioned it in episode thirty, but we actually started it in thirty one. Well, we had to get the word out. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, dude. So yeah, thirty five was where we first talked about Brian as the lead rambler. And dude, when I read th- the show notes for episode thirty eight, I almost lost my mind. I'm like, oh my god, this was that pre-release <laughs> where every single bad thing that could happen happened, and we were like two hours late getting there, and just getting to the pre-release was like the worst thing ever. It, it was bad. <laughs> Which that pre-release was, that was, was an it? Epic story. It was the Morning Tide pre-release, I think. No, no, it was the next. No, uh, I was gonna say uh, it's uh, Shadowmore. Shadowmore, yeah, yeah. It had to be that because otherwise, you know, it's like thirty weeks between previews and the pre-release. Yeah. That's pretty well. <laughs> but yeah, like it was, it was a Shadowmore pre-release, and like we went to pick up Dirk, and I, I had like, lost, and I had serious stomach problems, and I had to go in and use the bathroom, and then, and you and you got turned around going the wrong way on the highway. Yeah, and I I left my wallet. And I had to call Lex, for God's sake, could you please bring him, bring me my wallet? Or was it, I think it was Lex. I think I left it at her place. Yeah. And it was just, it was bad. And I remember <laughs> that horror story as being so bad. Like, I told it to people at the pre-release, and they were like, holy crap, dude, you have to talk about this on the show. It's that bad. And I was like, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, man, that was bad. 39, we did something kind of interesting. Um, the back to basics where we basically, what is back well, to basics? Back to basics was where we actually kind of took the approach. We realized that some people that listened to the show had not been playing for a million years like us. Oh and, um, and that's not at all a bad thing. And we realized that we actually had a chance to reach out to some people in the community and, and say, Hey, so you have you wondered about. Uh, how this works or why this works this way. And we really took a very, I won't say dumbed down, just a very, well, basic approach to the game and, and the building blocks and why the rules are the way they are and how interactions work. And I think Mike was one of the big driving forces behind this because he knows everything. So. And, uh, like <laughs> 90% of everything. everything. Like 39 was back to basics, the basics. Is that where we are, 39? Yeah. 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 Where we, uh, Let's see. We started. Uh, uh, each of us except Dirk, who chose his girlfriend and Dark Knight over us for some reason. Oh wow, Dark Knight came out forever ago. Jesus. And it was his girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Anyway, I was about to say which one because I don't remember 2008. But oh, anyway, if it was Dark Knight, it was Chelsea. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we go over how we started playing Magic and some of the anecdotes that happened there. And then some of the misconceptions we had when we were noobs. So, you know, the whole block, like, stuff that everyone has run into over the years, blocking creatures don't yeah. deal damage, or tapped blocking yeah. creatures don't deal damage. Yeah. Or, or, or you overvaluing have to your, your life total. Overvaluing your life total. You have to tap to, uh, you have to tap to block. And just <laughs> all kinds of nonsense. So we talked about a bunch of that. Using combat tricks at inopportune moments is actually mentioned in the show notes. And then we helped you, we offered up a bunch of resources like Magic Academy, which I don't even know if it's still there. It does not exist anymore. But oh. it was, it, I think that was one of the inspirations for this, uh, series for us was that they too, the, the main Magic site was taking the approach of back to basics or some of that too. So. Yeah. And then we did. We should maybe 
go back and and do some of that again now that I mean think about how much the rules have I mean, they're, changed. They're, that's true. The rules have changed, and there are still new players coming in every year and listening to the show so, every year. If anything, there's more new players now than there were then, thanks to their um, strategy of acquisition. And I, I, I was thinking, well, if we did that again, would it be very repetitious? And I don't think it would be. No, probably not. And if so, it's been you know five years. Who cares? Yeah, Two hundred sixty episodes. <laughs> and here the 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 listeners thought, oh, you're getting a treat down memory line, memory lane. Yeah. We're mining the past for gold nuggets. Hell yeah! But we did one on seal deck because of the pre-release. We did one on the seal deck process in action, where mm-hmm. we actually built a sealed pool on the air, which. I think it was the first time we did that. First time. We have done that a couple times since then, but yeah, it's never episode, really been a regular uh, segment. Yeah, episode 41, where we, we took a pool and we each built a deck from it. We compared yeah. how different they were, and then we built a completely new one with a new pool on the air. Yes. I remember that. That was cool. And was then cool. we did one on the combat phase, and we did one on combat strategies and tricks. So that was all the Back to Basics we did that we called Back to Basics. I'm sure we've done episodes since then that have well, and, fallen and under we, that. And, you know, we hit on that sort of topic from time to time, but those were the dedicated ones. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, Let's mm-hmm. see. Bunch of stuff. I remember uh, 51 was the episode where each of us had a deck that milled somehow, and we, we all talked about that. It was the yeah. It was not deck. It was not decks that we had built for the show. We just we were going through all the decks that we had together and seeing what we had in common, and we realized everyone had a milling deck. So why not compare and contrast? And of course, even though it's one concept, everybody's decks function very very differently. Yeah. So yeah. And then and that would have been right about a, around a year because we average about fifty a year, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that first year we had some of those um, mini episodes, but yeah, I don't know. So it would have been about a year. We probably missed a few too. So, huh. Yeah, yeah. But uh, fifty-two was the first appearance of what we called back then standard rotation, which we haven't called it that for a long time. It turns out, but I mean, every time standard rotates, we take a look back at what's gone. We did it just a few episodes ago. Yeah. And it was also the first time that a listener. Made something for us, audio-wise, and it was uh, Jungle Rat Rob, who is Rob Anderson, who is one of the hosts of the Retro League, uh, a retro video gaming podcast that I highly recommend anyone that enjoys old video games go listen to. Are they still going? Oh yeah, excellent. I know, right? I but, even got to be a guest on one, on one episode a hundred years ago. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When they were doing 1993. Oh, yeah, okay. But anyway, we, uh, Jungle Rat Rob mixed, uh, what did he mix? It was... It was audio from... It was clips from the first 50 episodes. The first, I I think it probably would have been about a year at that point, so it was like the first year of the Manipool. And it was, it was brilliant. Those are still good to listen to, even this time. Oh, yeah, because there's no, oh, excuse me, there's no magic content at all. What it... Dang it, man. What it is, is just clips of us being goofy. <laughs> and us and being us. State, and statements taken completely out of context. <clears throat> of so, course. So they sound even sillier. And I, I can't find it. 
But he named. He can't find it. I, I think it. it was Fear the Manipool or something. It's it's no one expects. No one the expects the Manipool. No one expects the Manipool. That's what. <clears throat> and it was it was Weapon of Choice by Fatboy Slim and some of the uh, <clears throat> deleted buzzer sounds from Strong Bad and us talking and it was brilliant. Oh man. And I still every once in a while we'll just pop it out on iTunes and listen to it and go huh. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this took a long time to find the clips and cut them out and put them to music and da 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 da, and it just floored me that someone would do that for our dumbass. <laughs> me too. Me too. And so yeah, I I put it in that episode, and then I said, you know what? Screw it. I uploaded the thing separately, just for anyone who was subscribed to our feed to to download because it was brilliant. <laughs> and he did a he did two more actually. Yeah, yep. one for a hundred, one for a hundred fifty. Yeah, so the second one he called uh, Manipool Two Electric Boogaloo, and it had it was longer. It had three songs, and then he did one for one fifty called Hundred Fifty Fast Effects Resolving. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, all of those were just were just freaking great. And that leads, I think, uh, who's was Beach the next one who did one? I think so. uh, a, a song, yeah. Yeah, he took a... Uh, he, put, he put us on a Spruik track. Yeah, an unfinished Spruik uh, dubstep track. And he, he used that to uh, to mix us in there, too. The, basically the same idea that uh, Rob had. So that's formerly Daniel Beach. What is he now? Uh, Daniel, Daniel Morgan. Daniel Morgan. He's, he's something like that. I still call him Beach because that's who he is in my brain. And actually, he was texting me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see what you guys do for 300. Well... <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> we talked about you the whole time. The whole time. Dang it, man. Quit being so damn awesome. But, so that's that. Let's see here. Episode 55 is a big one. That is where we ran for Manipool president, and each of us had campaign ads. <laughs> and, man, there yeah. was some dirty pool in those ads. <laughs> You know, I don't know that we explicitly said that. I don't think we have. But you notice that we did a little something at the beginning of this episode with the donuts and whatnot. And if you've been listening long enough, you would know that we actually did something like that at the beginning of every episode. And then it just kind of slowly worked its way out just because that itself was taking enough time to prep and figure out that it, unless we left it for the last minute and then those never turned out as well. <laughs> um, so this was kind of in that vein. It was not confined to the beginning, but it was more of just the silly, let's just, you know, stick this in here and have some fun with it. Now, what do you mean, what do you mean, dirty pool? <laughs> so the premise we had was, hey, let's all do, uh, Let's all just run for president because the elections were happening right about this time, and I was like, "Let's all run for president." The 2008 elections, if that yeah, makes you. We need to specify on that one. Uh, yeah. mighty. And we, uh, I was like, "Let's all just record." I think this was my idea. I always assume something is my idea because if it's cool, then I want to take credit for it. But most of the really cool things were probably Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give you this one. But That's I can't what? remember whose idea it was. But the uh, the only premise we had was let's all just write some sort of campaign ad, and then we'll just record it, and I'll intersperse them throughout the episode. And they were like, okay. So when we recorded next, like before <laughs> we started the show, we all just with the rest of us would mute, and that person would read their campaign ad. And thank God we were muted. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Because we were all just falling out. Uh, I remember I couldn't I couldn't hardly read mine when it came to be my turn because I my throat hurt because I was laughing so hard at these other fools. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they uh, 
they were interspersed throughout episode 55, and I'm actually going to cut them out. And you know what? Let's just stop right here and listen to those, because they're all really short and hilarious. So we'll be right back. The Office of Manipool Presidents. We need a competent, concise, intelligent leader. Hello, I'm Michael Shiver, and I have some important thoughts I'd like to share with you about the other candidates. Brian Baker, our resident rambler. Your time with us on the podcast is valuable, and you can't afford someone whose own claim to fame is his rambling. He'll try to leverage his knowledge of law as a strength, but he hasn't even passed the North Carolina bar exam. Brian's heavy competitive streak has led to endorsements from Spike, a player psychography renowned for sucking the fun out of everything. We then have Dirk Trimble, our greenest man alive. As that greenest man, do you really think he's prepared to offer the progressive and analytical thinking you need in a podcast? This endorsement and support from Green threatens to involve us in costly, unfounded conflicts with both Grixis and Esper that we cannot afford to get ourselves into. Listening to the show, you'll notice Dirk doesn't say very much at all compared to the other hosts. What dark thoughts must he be hiding behind that green exterior? Finally, we have our ostensible leader, Chewie. He does claim to be a leader, but he can't even keep three dorks under control for more than an hour. As the leader, he's presided over the steady inflation of show length from just around an hour to over an hour and a half. Chewie, where will it end? And that name. This isn't Star Wars. It's magic. I hope you'll go to the polls with some of these thoughts in mind. He claims to be the rules guy around here, but Michael Scheiber is not a judge. He's barely even a rules advisor, as it took him three attempts to renew his status the last time. Is this the type of guidance we really need? He very rarely builds new decks. He sticks with the old ones, whether they work or not. Isn't it time for a change? Brian Baker has consistently voted for more tournament-oriented topics on this casual-oriented podcast. We need a president that will stay the appointed course and not try to bend the issues to his own ends. He's the lead rambler. Shouldn't we be spending less time talking about the issues and more time doing something about them? Green Mana Legion, Dirk Trimble's elf deck isn't even mono-green. His favorite decks? They're not creature-filled and thunderous. They're control decks like Memnarch Control, or even worse, combo decks like the infamous X deck. In what other ways has Dirk Trimble misrepresented himself? We need a president we can trust. I'm DeChewy, and I approve this message. When the show got started, you wanted consistency. Mike has so many decks he never plays a consistent game. Brian Baker does not have a consistent deck because he takes his decks apart all the time. And Chewie likes to eat cats and dogs and with babies on the side. Do you like to eat cats, dogs, and babies? Paid for by the Green Man Allegiant to elect Dirk Trimble. You need to know the truth about the candidates for Mana Pool President Dirk says that he's the greenest man alive, yet he doesn't have a single green hair on his head. Dirk says that he will do what he can to save the environment, yet he dumps 8 trillion gallons of oil in the ocean every day for fun. Mike 
Mike hates Americans. And if you're listening from somewhere outside of the U.S., then he hates you, too. Mike voted with President Bush 99% of the time, Joe Biden 99.5% of the time, and Stalin 107% of the time. Chewy's decks have an unhealthy fixation with the graveyard. Is this the man you want making your decks? Chewy's beard eats children. Won't someone think of the children? Brian Baker will. Don't make the choice that kills our baby's future. I'm Brian Baker, and I approve this message. Oh, man, we should all be laughing, just faking like we just heard him. How about that? Go. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 for me. Okay. We didn't actually just hear them. I'm going to cut those in later. But <laughs> Right. But uh, let's see here. Right here, after 55, we had a bonus episode where I don't think we recorded that week, but I wanted something out. So I threw out... Like, I, we used to record everything. Everything was always recorded, and I would cut it all out. Yeah, the, the second the second the call started, you didn't... You'd like, like when, when Chewy would say, I'm going to cut that out, he would actually mean it. Sometimes you know, I would cut stuff out. Yeah. But usually it was all the stuff, like, before we actually... We would sit here and shoot the breeze and whatnot. We still do, I just don't record it, which is kind of a shame. But we would all sit here and shoot the breeze, and then I'd go, okay, and there'd be, like, a pause for noise removal, and I'd say, okay, let's go. And, uh, or a, a pause, the pause wasn't even for noise removal. I think the pause was for a visual break so yes, I could see, see where it started in Audacity. But I put a bunch of those together and just put it up. And it didn't get very good response because most of it was just goofy stuff. It wasn't even funny. It was just us being stupid. Some, it of, turns it out, Some of it was not worth saving at all. Yeah. It turns out I do think that even with some of the funnier stuff, listeners do expect a minimum threshold of magic. With the mana pool, or it's, or it's kind of, eh. That's the response that I've taken away from yeah. stuff like that. So this episode is not for those people. <laughs> We're talking about magic. Yeah. Notion Thief. Woo! Woo! Kitchen yeah. fire. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Maybe um, with another one I, I saw here. Uh, what was the first contest that we did? Was that the uh, dual decks contest, or oh, was that this one? I don't remember what this one was. Wasn't you it guys? the dual decks contest? I don't think so. I thought that was later. Yeah, yeah he might late. be right. Um, but we have I'll, done I'll contests. I'll look it up while you guys talk. Well, we've done contests from time to time. It actually, it's been a couple of years since we did one, and Chewie and I were talking about maybe doing one a couple of months ago. And of course, Chewie has been entirely too busy with everything. Oh my so, god! Fifty-six was the one-year episode. Okay. <laughs> Whoa! Look! Oh god! Come back! I managed to knock my headset off of my head and into the floor. Nice. Oh no! Um, the the mana pool, the first mana pool contest was the the best magic story. Oh, that's right. Oh, right. Yes, and I think was it was it the uh, the fish the fish tank that the, the fish, <laughs> in the a manner of speaking, tank. yes, the fish tank, <laughs> <laughs> the Vidalian War Machine, the Vidalian War Machine story. Oh man. Um, and yeah. so listeners so sent in a bunch of stories, and we all got together on Skype and like. Okay, which one did you guys like best? And we all we had to like mathematically figure out based on how we rank stuff or something. Yeah, we actually used points and things. There was actually a scientific process. So yeah, so that was cool. Yeah. So maybe we'll do another one at some point. Cool. Uh, episode fifty-eight really stands out in my mind because what it was was and and we covered this on the show, but 
uh, Mike was actually getting ready to leave us and go to the far, far away world of was it Georgia? Georgia. Yeah. yeah. And and Which, we're not talking the one over by Russia. No, we mean like just right over there. But you know that you know that's a couple states away. We were not going to see him again. He was going to do his best to still be on the show because you know computers. But it was the <laughs> it was going to be. I mean, we never knew, we never knew if Mike was going to meet some girl and and have some babies and settle down there you know this was this was kind of a big thing and so we got together and had dorks giving it was the weekend before thanksgiving and i had to at my family's place i had to actually make the turkey that year so i was going to make a test turkey so i said let's all get together uh lex volunteered her house and we all got together and had um the traditional turkey and 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 Thanksgiving trappings and played some magic and and uh, God bless us each every one and um, yeah. we had a good time and it, it really stands out in my mind and I I will never forget that year and, and that then yeah we all came back here to my gimpy little apartment and uh, this might actually be the first time that we recorded live in a room I talked to Molly and uh, an episode 26 where I wrote might be the first episode recorded all in a room together, maybe. Mm-hmm. No, she and Chris were here in the room with me, but the rest of you guys were on Skype. No, I don't know, man. But, you know, back after we did the cube, I think, was when we actually did the first episode. Oh, well, there it is. I missed that together. one. Okay, so, yeah, that was 29. Mm-hmm. All right, Brian built a cube because we went to Disney World and we and we talked about the cube several times while we were at Disney World, which caused Lex and Carrie to throw rocks at us. And... Then he built the cube, and then we all got together and played the cube with Chris and Michael, two listeners. Right. And then we all came back here. That's what it was. So it was way back in episode 29 was the very first time we were all in a room together recording the episode. Yeah. So sorry. This was probably the second time. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it was uh, – we were all sitting here discussing all the magic we just had, how much we're going to miss Mike. And Kat, who was Mike's girlfriend at the time, was over there making a cute little robot doll, and I think she said something twice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is more, twice as, well, it's literally two times more, no, not two times, it's two more times than Carrie has ever said anything on the show. And they were married before we started the show. Mm-hmm. Speaking of getting married, episode 60 was the first appearance of the binder pull. What's the binder pull? It doesn't matter because that was when Dirk got married. <laughs> well, what's the binder pull? Oh, the binder pull, which these episodes are really popular, and I swear I can't figure out why. We're all sitting here with our rares binders, and we're flipping through it, and we're like, here's a cool card, and we talk about it. That's it. I think it's it's a good way, kind of like story circles, it's a way for people to think of cards they haven't necessarily thought of in a while. And especially with us, it's like, oh man, I remember how I traded for this, and I was going to play it in every deck ever, and... It never went into anything because I couldn't find a way for it, and now I'm going to try and use it again, you know, because these are all ones that are not in decks. So yeah. I think people respond to that, and I think it says something that people really like those episodes, even though we have not done a binder pull in a while, in a long time. So, oh, and yeah. Dirk got married. <laughs> Thank you. I just didn't want to get too far away from the binder pull, but yeah, Dirk got married to Chelsea. Yeah, that was Chelsea. I hope so. I've only been married once. <laughs> oh, well, let's hope it was her then. <laughs> Something else about going through the archives here is that I I've been able to track the course of our lives through mentions in the show notes. Like Dirk got married 
Uh, I think he wasn't on episode 60 because he, he wasn't, he was busy getting married. He got married and then he, they went off and did not, not Manipool stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would be correct. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which Chelsea still wishes you would do more of. But, uh, but, no like, comment. I have noticed, I, while reading this, I've seen Dirt get married, I've seen uh, Trevor be born, I've seen, uh, uh, Sam be born, I've seen Leighton be born, I've seen me, uh, get and lose jobs. I've seen Mike leave. I've seen Mike come back. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not like, like, it's not just what's been going on in the show. It's been what's going on with us while we've been doing the show. And with that was of, really yeah. nice. Kind and, of like with the show that, and with magic as the backdrop. Yeah. And, and the fact that all of us have still been consistently involved with the show for all that time makes it hugely different. From all the other shows where, you know, people have life events and then they're just gone. Like when Mike when, when, when Dirk got married, you know, Dirk could have come back and said, all right, uh, this has been fun. I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not saying that he should. I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. Don't feel bad. Oh. I'm glad you're here. Please don't leave Dirk. We are all very glad that <laughs> you're here. too late. You missed your chance. <laughs> yeah. You had your chance to get out. But, yeah, uh, that, that, that's cool. And, you know, we have talked about our, our personal lives from time to time and as far as it comes up between us and actually, shared them with you guys. Episode 67, that was basically the episode. We each talked about what we were doing when we weren't recording the show or playing Magic. Yeah. 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 And episode 68 was the first time that we were featured on MTG Cast. I waited over a year to join the MTG Cast Network because I wanted to see if we could do it on our own, and we had a nice little following and all of that. We joined MTG Cast, and our numbers like tripled. But you know, that's just because there's already a massive audience there. Yeah. And I worked with Chris Otwell, and I was like, "Hey, I'm thinking of like throwing out like five classic episodes that people should listen to, just as uh, an introduction to us." And he was like, "Okay." So, <laughs> so I picked out you know several of the four or five episodes and sent them in, and he posted them all. And then he posted episode 68 was our first one. So that was pretty cool. When that's and the timing there was fortuitous because episode sixty nine entitled "An Excellent Bit of Deck Building." Not no, that was what we called the the segment. The episode is entitled "Get a Life," <laughs> and we referred to it as "An Excellent Bit of Deck Building Nonsense." Which people, we, when people ask for it to come back, they call it the "Get a Life" segment. Yeah, yeah, they do because. This was something that we did. It's one of our most popular episodes still to this day. Easily. We easily. took a single concept, and we had homework. Okay, the concept is life gain. Everyone go build a deck. And the four of us went and built decks, and they were vastly different decks. Like, Brian's involved, um, what was that freaking card called? False Cure. False Cure. And I think mine involved, uh, I don't remember... <laughs> I don't remember mine. Mine was repeatedly going back and forth, um, gaining and spending. Wasn't Chewy? Wasn't yours a uh, Kabu Predator deck? Possibly. Let's see here. I will get a life search. We're sorry. You don't have a life to find. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I like the way the very first line of this is, in this episode, your four hosts definitely do not get lives. Trust me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Blah 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 blah. Dirk's idea was a oh, was a great basic use for gaining life. It was just a deck that wanted to beat you with creatures, and it gained a lot of life in the process. Uh, Mike made the life gain a major focus of the deck's theme. Brian took the concept and turned it completely on its head. 
And I decided to make life gain the win conditions in the deck. And yes, that's supposed to be plural. Yeah, I had Kavu Predator and Test of Endurance, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, and the deck lists are actually in the forums, which we used to do back in the day. Mike's Head, Divinity of Pride, Wall of Reverence, Voracious Hatchling, Lost Aromancers, Knight of Metagrain, Children of Corliss. <laughs> Cradle of Vitality, Noble Purpose, Unspeakable Symbol. Yeah, you were mostly gaining life, and occasionally you would pay some. And then I would dump in an Unspeakable Symbol, mostly, yeah. Yeah. Brian had, uh, what's it called? False Cure, yep, that would do that. Reward the Faithful, False Cure, Beacon of Immortality, all that stuff. Mine had Ageless Entity, uh, Ageless Entity, wow. That was the win condition. It wasn't uh, the Cover Predator, that was Brian. Okay. Searing Meditation, Cradle of Vitality, Test of Endurance, <laughs> Rebuff the Wicked. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh. And I, w- I always wanted to build this deck, and then, like, over the years, like, new ideas would come to me, and I would jot them down, and I still have, I think it's still in the front of one of my rare binders, is this list with, like, notes on it. <laughs> I just never got around to actually building it. Oh. What was mine? Yours. Hang on. Scrolling. Figure of Destiny, Souls of the Faultless, Ancient of Masks, Morning Thrill, Bottle Gnomes. Ah, bottle Gnomes, they're great. Spirit oh, yeah, you built, Brian built like a, like a bleeder deck. What? No, this I is mean, dirt. Dirk, Dirk, that's, I meant to say Dirk. Pillory of the Sleepless. After six soul. years, I can't get you guys straight. Ah, uh, well, we all look alike. Yeah, Dirk built a bleeder deck that gained life so he wouldn't die. And Mike just went nuts with uh, the life gain with uh, Unspeakable Symbol. Brian's was crazy, and mine was getting a lot of life and win. Oh, yeah, this is great. <laughs> Memories. Yeah, we and definitely took a different route, didn't we? Yeah, we did it again with uh, the word counters years later. We did that with Tom, Much actually, later. from... Uh, and I think people forget that that, was, radio. that, that, was, the sec- that, that was the true second installment of the series. Yeah. When people talk about it, it's like, Get a Life was the only one we ever did. Yeah, I want you guys ever do that again. And I was like, sorry. That was 207, where we had Tom from MTG Radio, and the word was counters. And we each built vastly different decks with, using the word counters. Like, somebody's was plus one, plus one counters, and somebody's was charge counters, and somebody's was counter spells, wasn't it? I don't think anyone did that. Oh, okay. Mine was all flavors of counters. <laughs> yeah, Chewie's used every kind of counter he could think of. Tom built uh, an Animar commander deck. Yeah, yep. Um, I built a, <laughs> I built, I built a, a fading and vanishing and proliferate deck. That's what it was. And Brian's was all about the plus one plus one counter. Yeah. What Dirk do? I want to say mine was probably plus one plus ones also. Oh, no, Dirk's, Dirk's was Dirk minus built... one minus one counters. Yeah, oh, Dirk... mine was the yeah. Yeah. Dirk built the effect deck. That's what he did. In fact, yeah. But I mean, so from episode sixty-nine all the way down to two hundred seven, that's a pretty big jump, and we haven't done it since. So people really like it. We will definitely, definitely do it again. Yeah, we will. But we need to let it percolate. Let's see here. Seventy-one was a good one where we talked about real-world creature types. Yes, that was was fun. (laughs) Seventy-two was blank. Yeah, seventy-two was a mistake. We'll talk about that later. Okay, episode 81, I wrote Massive Technical Problems. I wonder what the hell that was. Nothing well, good. Apparently, AJ was on it, so it's his fault. But, I think but, that was the one where we had to record it. That was the one where we lost half of it and had to record yeah. it over two nights. But we need to mention that yep. on episodes 82 and 84, we had Chewie's old roommate, 
Corey because we I don't know I feel like we have to mention that because he he was a big part of our magic playing careers for a long time while he was here especially in college and now he's moved on and done other things so yeah he was he, one of the core figures of our group yeah. he, he he really kind of taught me what a, a combo deck could look like and god help you if you ever like if he played a, a druid or a, a hermit um Hermit druid. Hermit druid. Yeah. There we go. A hermit druid. And if you ever blew it up, oh, you were gonna, you were gonna uh, pay for it. It was because... like attacking Dirk first. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He was the first person I saw who played a nearly creatureless control deck and blew yes. up our assets with it. His Ma- his Megram <laughs> deck put everybody to shame with the portcullis. Oh, oh wow. Uh, yeah, and... I learned a lot from playing. And then I think we have to talk about episode 85. I don't want to take every episode and oh, talk yeah. about it, but we have to talk about episode 85. Mm-hmm. Because there were two big things in episode 85. Yes. One, one was about magic. That was the big M10 rules change where combat damage no longer stacked and all that good stuff. No more mana burn. No more mana burn, which pissed me off and still kind of bothers me, but now I understand why they did it. Some of the vocabulary changed to clear up some confusion. Yeah, that stored battlefield ground. Yeah, battlefield? Yeah, still don't even say it right. <laughs> but that was the big magic thing. But the big show thing oh, was that episode man. 85 is where the Avant Card Show, another casual magic podcast, issued the Magic Card Bikini Challenge. People still email us about this. And when we ask it was for, actually called the Cutie Pie Deck Challenge. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't that, matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It was about the Magic Card Bikini. It was all that mattered. <laughs> yeah, where I had to play against Claire. They had a girl. That was their claim to fame. They had a girl on their show. But I had to play against Claire in a deck where all the creatures and all the art had to be cute. And, and Brian and Christian totally fudged what they were considering cute for Claire's deck. Oh, yeah, like she had Armadillo like Cloak Armadillo in the deck. Cloak. I was like, there's nothing cute about this. Look, he's rolling down a hill. I'm like, that's cheating. I brought Cat <laughs> over. Uh, Mike's, I guess, other uh, girlfriend at the time or nearby ex at the time, whatever. And she and I went through a gazillion cards. And I was like, okay, here's what I think is cute. What do you think? And she would know. Yes, yes. Ooh, no. God, no. And, and I assembled the deck that way. <laughs> <laughs> But, spoiler alert, I freaking won. <laughs> it was pretty close, though. I was there watching this. I was kind of moderating it from, from Chewy's side. And uh, it was it was pretty back and forth because of some stuff like the Armadillo Club. Armadillo Club. Oh, man. I think at one point there were like two on something. And I'm like, really? Yeah, really? So, so what was the end result of that? The end result was I won. And so the, the, the challenge was if I won then she would make a bikini out of magic cards and send me a picture. And if she won, I had to, or she got to come on our show. I was like, that's not fair. <laughs> so I won, and so she took the magic card bikini picture, and then she came on our show. So, huh. I think, yeah, so I, I, uh, we, we still get requests, not as, not nearly as much, because, um, you know, it's time has passed. We, but we, we got a heck of a lot of requests back in the day. I want to see it. I want to see it. And we chose, and specifically Chewy chose, and I backed him up no, on specifically this. Specifically, Claire said. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, so I, I you, can't, you can't really put this out in public. I was like, well, okay. Which is completely <laughs> fair. In the world of the internet, you know, yeah. you, this Although, so. I've seen some of her cosplay over the years, and uh, it's kind of the Magic Her Bikini was kind of tame compared compared to maybe, me, but. but but she did ask for it. So 
to to I'm gonna go ahead and nip this in the bud. No, no you can't. We're not posting it. <laughs> And we're not sending it to anyone via email or anything either. Like, oh, this is just for you. No. No. Don't even ask. But episode 88 is where the Ant Queen had her smoothie. If you don't know what that is, you should totally go listen to episode 88. It was M10 uh, previews. And we we just got silly and went off. And it was some of the funniest things we've ever said. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Now we're starting to get, because, because at this point we're looking at, we're getting close to 100 episodes. We've done some of these segments a couple times, so yeah, there we start to see. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, like uh, ep- speaking of which, episode one hundred was was easily one of our favorite, one of my favorite episodes, where the four of us each picked twenty five cards that mean something to us, and we had a, a, a stopwatch and everything, and we we timed. I think we would we get like a minute per card. Uh, and, less, and, m- much less than that. I think it was thirty them. seconds. Oh. Less than thirty seconds. It couldn't have been less than thirty seconds. I think it thirty seconds is a long ass time, Chewy. I still think it was thirty seconds. It's Brian. <laughs> okay. Maybe yeah, it was I, thirty seconds, Chewy. Yeah, I, I think I think thirty seconds would have been our lower limit. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we each did that, and uh, a bunch of other podcasters and whatnot recorded uh, little like congratulatory uh, audio files for us to stick in. Mm. Like Eric of many names, uh, as we refer to him now. Mr. Suitcase. Yeah, sent us a congratulatory, a congratulatory audio file, and he told he got Trevor and Tom and Kevin, whoever Kevin is, from NCG Radio. Is it bad I don't remember that guy? <laughs> no. And uh, the guys from Avant Card Show sent us one, and Chris Otwell sent us one, and Noah Winston, who uh it's this formerly of the Sunday Super Show which was a i think a short-lived podcast he now is doing oh crap is it MTG Card Market is that what it is that's his baby i bumped into him at a gp and i was like i saw his name tag i'm like no winston he's like yeah i'm like i'm chewy and he, we were both like oh my god <laughs> so yeah he's a he's a dealer now that's pretty cool <laughs> so yeah that was pretty cool notice no one sent us anything cool this time damn it but <laughs> Well, 300, 300 is just unfathomable. It, it doesn't even make sense. That's true. And, and I will say, we asked for people to send us some of their favorite moments, and I don't know how many people responded, but it was definitely over 10, maybe over 20 people were like, this was something I liked. I'm not going to begin to count it up, but we did yeah. see a, a fair number of people say congratulations on it. So, And after episode 100 was one of our worst episodes, 101, which was me and Mike and my roommate Scott, who was my roommate at the time. Then he wasn't, now he is again. And episode one, it's just the three of us, so we didn't really have much to talk about. And no, we didn't have a plan. We didn't have we had nothing. We just, hey, we got to get an episode out this week. And yeah, we probably should have just. We didn't have any talents. <laughs> we didn't it have was, the tools. Yeah. We didn't have the talent. But um, how about episode 107? Because you have written here that it oh, it was gosh. one of the favorite episodes. So the what Crisis made on Infinite Dorks. <laughs> crisis on Infinite Dorks. Because it was us. Was and, there a retcon? And <laughs> probably a couple. And Brian and Christian from the Avant Card Show. And it was like a three-hour episode, and this was way back before we did regularly two and a half-hour episodes. And it yeah. was, uh, oh my god, it was crazy. If <laughs> Like, if you just want to hear complete nonsense for three hours, listen to 107. It's, everybody 
like when I said, hey, you know, we're on the run up to episode 300. We want your help. Let us know favorite episodes or favorite guest hosts, favorite something. And one person said, Brian and Christian. And like everybody repeated it. Oh my God, that was great. Oh my God, that was great. Oh my God, that was great. And Prilliman jumped in. He was like, that's, that's Brian from Avant Card Show. He goes, it's really weird that I mentioned several times on a best of the mana pool thing. That makes me happy for some reason. I was like, screw you, judge boy. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, episode 109 had something that I was particularly proud of where, um, <laughs> it was, did we do it kind of like a Mad Lib? No, no, I think I wrote the whole thing. Yeah, you, yeah, you, the, um, the Mad Lib was, was much later. Yeah, and, oh, that's right, that was even before Mad Libs in general. Hey, spoiler. Uh, but <laughs> it was Christmas season, so I had written a, uh, a magic themed 12 oh, Days of Christmas. Man. Uh, and it was the 12 yes. Days of Magic. And we messed that one up good, too. You did, but just enough to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> we started going over it, and we realized there was no way we were going to do the whole song because it would take, like, half the episode. So we started at, I think, like, verse 10 out of 12 or something, which was just <laughs> enough, and we would alternate verses. And it was great, and I love having Mike on, like, five Aladdin's rings or something. <laughs> So that was pretty need, good. I think it's at the beginning of the episode, so you I should definitely so. go check it out. Episode one oh nine. It was so and it was so hard to purposefully talk or sing at the same time as other people because of the because of the internet tape delay, basically. Yeah. So you'd be trying to stay in sync with with someone and you'd be automatically compensating like you would in real life to fall back into time, but in reality you'd be getting even farther out of whack and it was just <laughs> you felt like your brain was going to fall out of your head. I'm pretty sure uh, mine did at one point. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Uh, 111 is another uh, episode that people really love. It's called Mechanical Flavor, where we looked at the flavor of a bunch of the mechanics of magic. We, we, we took mechanics from a Vorthos perspective, and that one was a lot of fun. Like what? I mean, everybody can imagine a creature with flying, but a creature with double strike, how does that work, you know? Yeah, stuff like and that. We were a little serious, and we were very silly. Yeah, and then, one, usual. And then 113 was a big one. Actually, I guess the second bonus episode was a good big one, because it was the first time we were in on what was called the pooled spoilers, where a bunch of sites and whatnot got... A pool of spoiler, uh, spoilers. So we've never had an exclusive spoiler, exclusive preview card, but we've gotten the pooled previews before. This one I liked because Chewie kind of assigned each of us a card, and each of us wrote a little article about it. And uh, Dirk wrote a fairly short synopsis of, uh, what was it like? Uh, Back to Nature? Back to Nature, which yeah. is for one in a green, like, Destroy all enchantments. Yeah. And his was really short and concise, and Mike's was in the middle, and I wrote a little story to go along with mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then 113 was our first live game, and it was the first time that we used Diamond by Swift as the actual intro music, and it has been ever since. Yeah, the actual official intro music. Yeah, so it took us 113 episodes, or it took me 113 episodes to decide on that one. Yeah, like I'd, I, rem- I reminded Chewy that he actually used it for a little, like a one and a half minute promo thing that he did before the very first episode. But I guess that doesn't really count. I don't know if that even exists anywhere anymore. It's still on the the hosting site. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, it's just crazy. But yeah, we did our first live multiplayer episode. 
And yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, again, like I said earlier, it's one of our most polarizing uh, segments we do. So was moving that my on. apartment. Was that one at your apartment? I don't remember. AJ was with us too. Yeah, I think. So, so this one no, was because I didn't have. I don't have AJ listed here. Never that mind. That, that was our first live EDH game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this was all before EDH was a big thing. At least among us. Yeah. Right. So and we we resisted, not not like actively, like oh we're not going to do that. But it took us a little while to really give in to the bug. Now that we've given into it, you know, it's pretty bad. It's it's what we play a lot of the time. But. So let's let's keep going here. Uh, yes. Episode one seventeen was our first story circle. What's a story circle? A story circle. We used to pick a card by some sort of semi-random means. It seems like Brian. Like we would, he had some sort of metric by which we would randomly choose a set, yeah, and then yeah. a color, and then a card from it or something. Yeah, the whole yeah. He would actually it. like cut up little bits of paper and put them in a hat or something. Or something. Yeah, and I'd be like, oh look, it's from Ravnica and it's a white card. You know. Oh like yeah, that. and then we would have to go find something that was interesting to build a deck around. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, but and f- then we go in a circle for the most part, unless we screwed it up. And we did this two episodes ago with Bruce Richard, and we just throw out cards that would work in a deck built either around this card or with this card. Because my original inspiration was always, you know how you go to camp, and somebody's you sit in a circle and you tell the story, and people add to it, and you have to honor what people before you have said, and that's pretty much the only restriction. You pat, Maybe you have like a little speaking stick or whatever it is, and you pass that around. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite things to do because it's 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 easy content. We don't have to think ahead of time. We just have to think while we're doing it. And any time we don't have homework is great. <laughs> <laughs> There's a look behind the scenes for all you listeners out there. Yep. But a few episodes later in 120, we did our very first Magic Mad Lib, courtesy of Brian. Oh, yeah. And I, I really wasn't sure how it would go. And I think I had said, you know, let us know. Tell us if this is something you really like or you really don't like. And I think over the course of history, I've heard like two people say, yeah, I didn't really like this. And everybody else, unless I'm exaggerating. No, it's everybody else. Yeah. Everybody (laughs) else pretty much says, we want more Mad Libs. Give us more. And I'm like, okay, I can't write these all the time. They're like, we don't care. Give us more. (laughs) People like them. Yeah. And like a million people, even like when I said, what do you guys love? They're like, Mad Libs! To where an episode later, I was like, look, we know you love Brian and Christian. We know you love Mad Libs. Give us something else. The mistake episodes. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to those later. Yeah, we'll get to those later. Um, Let's see. Uh, episode 122 was our second multiplayer Mayhem live recording. Or no, no, I don't think this one was a live recording. Or it might have been, I don't know. Multiplayer yeah, Mayhem, yeah, those are live recordings. It was. And, I remember, I was the one who edited it. Yeah, and that's the first one, to my knowledge, that I got someone else to edit. Although, well, according to the show notes, it's possible I got someone else to do it before. Because there for a while I was doing all the work and it was pissing me off. So, like, there were a bunch of the show notes here where it was like, Brian here filling in for Chewy because he's busy putting together last week's episode. And Mike was like, so here I am writing the show notes at the last minute, and I forgot what we did, so I guess we'll find out together. You know. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, Thank you for not firing me. (laughs) Uh, He'd have to pay you you, uh, unemployment, so. That's true. Um, Screw that. Uh, Episode 123 was a mistake. We'll get to that later. Uh, (laughs) 
ooh, ooh, episode 126 was when we first coined Goblin Shaman Common. <laughs> Goblin Shaman Common. Episode 127 was where we did this really cool thing that took, like, 10 or 15 minutes to get right, and then it took me, like, half an hour to actually put together in such a way that it made sense, where we had Eldrazi speaking to us. Good old Eldrazi. Oh, man. And you <laughs> and know what? Annihilator. Tell you what, I'm going to throw that in right now, so be right back. Start off being a punk, and let the bounce spell down. So, yeah, those couple seconds of audio represent probably close to an hour of work. <laughs> <laughs> So I hope you freaking enjoyed it. Um, episode 129 was the first edition of... It's never had a proper name. It's it's always... It's had plenty of proper names. It's had awesome it's had, names. It's had lots of names. It just changes. I like how in your in, in the notes that you gave us to read from, you call it the, the big flavor battle card thing, WTF, yeah, that. It I was couldn't think of what Mortal to call Combat, you know, whatever. Yeah. It was Death Battle before there was ever such a thing as Death Battle. Yeah, so I think the deal was Brian hit random card until he had 16, 16 creatures. creatures. Yeah. And then he formed them into brackets, and we sat here and had a big Borthos fight yes. uh, over who would win each pairing. Yep. Until we got to the end, and I'm pretty sure Troll Ascetic was our first winner because you can't kill Troll Ascetic. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> tough. Yeah. And so, yeah, and that's another thing that people just love are those things. It's been a last while since her last installment of that. Yeah. They keep throwing previews at us. We don't have time to have fun. we got to work. (laughs) Tidy wizards, give us a freaking break. He's got a point. Mortal Caliber versus Alpha, great job. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Episode 130 was our first live EDH game in Mike's apartment with AJ. Yeah, the only time we've ever played in my apartment. That's true. AJ had to bring tables and chairs. <laughs> hmm. Oh, look, we had Brian and Christian on again in 133, which I have written here. It might be the first EDH out of the deck box because mm-hmm. EDH out of the deck boxes take forever. Yeah. yeah, you can't really do it every single card where it's the whole episode. Mm-hmm. What I like is episode 134. Yes, it was the villains of magic episode where we talked about all the bad guys. You know, it's not just Nicol Bolas and Jace's hair. No, no, no. It's all the bad guys over Magic's history that we could think of or thought were remotely interesting. Um, was this a follow-up to a Heroes episode, or did the no, Heroes, the Heroes episode, episode was a long time later. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember if this was a special request by email or someone just came up with it or what. It's, I think someone asked us to do something like this, and we took it and ran with it, I, I think. Mm-hmm. But there was also a really spirited discussion about, this is what I loved about this episode, about whether the Eldrazi were actually evil or if they were yes. just forces of nature that ate things like Galactus. And that Eldrazi-Galactus discussion wasn't very long, but it was still one of my favorite discussions it, we've ever had on the show. It, it definitely stands out to me, yeah. So, yeah, that was in 134. <laughs> in 137, I wrote Chewie was late. If I remember correctly, I was coming back from MAGFest. No, that might have been later. I don't know why I was late. You were late again later on. Yeah, that was that was the MAGFest episode. But yeah. this one, I, don't, I think this the power was out, or my internet was out. I think my internet was out. And I was oh like, damn God. it, just record without me. I'll jump in when freaking power comes back. And it came back, and I was like, yay, I didn't miss an episode, because I have yet to miss an actual episode of my own show. Yeah, and, and because <laughs> Chewie always starts the episode the same way, 
that the way I started the episode, that was a purposeful, that, that was purposeful because it wasn't Chewie doing it. So isn't she sweet? Mike thinks of everything. <laughs> Let's see here. 139 was where we each made cards of each other. That was fun. Create a host. Uh, oh, here's a life event. And episode 141, Brian took the bar. Yep. Live on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. 142 was the first time I ever done a story circle. And it took six months because we happened, <laughs> we always happened to do story circles when Dirk wasn't there. And yeah, that episode, I had no idea. And eventually, I think at some point I was like, they were like, what are you doing? I, like, I don't know <laughs> what this thing is. Like, okay, this is what's going on. I was like, oh, I still didn't know what I was doing. It actually took me two more rounds before I finally caught on. I don't think we realized that it was Dirk's first one until that point. We were like, Whoa. oh, wait a sec. What do you mean you don't know how this works? Hmm. So I, I try to, to coast my way through. I did a very terrible job, and then I did a very terrible job after I did find out what I was supposed to be doing. Um, <laughs> we uh, Samantha was born around episode 150, and I remember that I, I was like, wow, this is episode 150. You know, we've been doing this for almost three years at this point, but hey, look. Wife's having a baby, and I don't think she was even born that day. I think it was either the next day or the day after that even, depending on what day of the week it was, because we went into the hospital on Tuesday, and Sam was born on Thursday, or Monday and Wednesday, honestly. I know it sounds bad. I don't remember the day of the week. I remember the date, but it was really crazy, so you'll have to forgive me. <laughs> um but I could not be there. And Chewie's like, you know, I think maybe we'll let you out of it, but don't <laughs> let it happen again, because, you know, not on a big episode, like 300 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I liked episode 154, because we did the Manipool edition of the corset. Kind of like you make the corset, where everybody picked out cards they thought would go well. I think well that was just the first installment. It was the we first had to break one, it up. Yeah. It went That's through right. five episodes, but Brian... So the way this worked, Brian picked out staples of, t- of kinds course. of cards that were in every corset. You know, like the for white, uh, like for white, there was the enchantment removal and uh, the 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 one drop dude or something. You know, something yeah. like that. And we all poked around Magic's history. We had to pick cards that had never been in a corset. Yeah. And we made the uh, Mana Pool Corset Edition from that. And this is something we were really excited to start with. I remember by the end, we just did it because we had to get it finished. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's how some of these segments just turn out, yeah. unfortunately. But I, it was it was fun for I me. I mean, they do. still turned out being... Uh, this, they, they still turned out good. Yeah, we didn't get the response that we were hoping for. but okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But not everything is a complete hit. Some are just fun, and some are just stupid, and some don't work at all. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> just falls in between all of those. We do do everything for the listeners, but we have to do it for ourselves first because we have to have fun with it. And we're kind of the first test of, man, if we can't even stand to do this, nobody else is going to want to hear it. Exactly. Hmm. There's another bonus level here, a bonus episode here that you guys did without me. Yep. Uh, I think you did this for me, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yes. It was pretty much a, hey, Chewie's done all this awesome stuff and... Hasn't necessarily received any recognition for it, so we're going to talk about it for just a minute. Yeah, you guys are so sweet. I remember I, I you made me upload it without listening to it, so I put it yeah. up there, and then I downloaded it and put it on my iPod, and I was driving from Nana's house to visit uh, my favorite lesbians. 
And I, I think this was around it. Thanksgiving. Right? It was, yeah. So, yeah. And I called you, I think it was on Thanksgiving, actually, and I called you guys, because uh, I just finished listening to it, and I called each of you individually to thank you. Mm. Yeah, I remember that. Anyway, moving on. That one we called the secret cow level, if anyone wants to go back and hear it. <laughs> and there I think the show no notes, I think the show notes said moo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 167. There was not a whole lot of anything that happened in that episode. Was that the one that we did, uh, with Mike's, um, kind of not so great deck? The, uh, what was that deck? The, um, uh, Fumiko the Low Blood? Yeah. Where you, you kept saying you wanted help with the deck because it never felt like it was doing everything it was supposed to do. Yeah. Fumiko the yeah. Underperforming was the name of yeah. that. Episode. Fumiko the Underperforming. There we go. Yeah. Hey. That is not what? episode 167. Oh, really? Okay. I thought that was the first one to be uploaded to the website. So maybe, was that 176? I don't know. I don't know. This one uh, was uh, a live episode, actually. <laughs> but that doesn't actually matter. What right. matters? No, 167, it was the three of us got together to play Magic, but Dirk wasn't there because it says, sadly, Dirk isn't able to join us due to almost having a baby. So I remember this because if I correct me, if I I screw the story up, Dirk, actually, no, you tell the story, Dirk. Um, like we were all supposed to get together on like a Saturday to play magic. And then Dirk wasn't there when I got there. I'm like, where the hell is Dirk? (laughs) Yeah. So, and I, I, I was just now trying to go and look it up. So, we had just finished recording an episode, and I, I do not know what episode it was. <clears throat> probably 166, if I had to guess. Yeah, that's probably what it was. But um, So we had just finished recording the episode. I was tired, went to bed, and that night my wife's water broke. And so we <laughs> went to the hospital, and because we were and, – and Trevor was born the next day. So March 1st was when we did the episode. March 2nd is when Trevor was born. <laughs> so this was before that, because this one was put up on February 28th. I think I think what happened was... Yeah, she was like, talking about that that false alarm that happened. Yeah. Oh. Like, we were all supposed to gather at Brian's house to play Magic, and I got there and there's no Dirk. I was like, where the hell is Dirk? It's like, well, <laughs> uh, actually, Dirk's not going to be here because Dirk's asleep. I'm like, what kind of crap is that? Like, well... <laughs> Funny you should so, ask. Funny you should ask because Dirk was at the hospital all night. We're like, why? He's like, because Chelsea didn't have a baby. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and but the the yeah the Trevor actually being born story is much funnier. So we got done recording and Dirk went to bed, and then Dirk got up and went to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, because we got by the time we got off, I don't know if the episode ran late or what happened, but it, so we got off. And I went to bed. I was tired. We probably got done by 10. And at 12 that night <laughs> is when everything happened. So I literally can tell you how long, you know, this whole thing was going on because it it started at 12. And we went to the hospital and, oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah, stuff. it happened right after because at that point we were taking bets on when the baby was going to come. Yeah. I lost by a day. Mike won technically. Yeah, technically, technically. he's good yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, Mike won because all of us, all the other guys lost. Not born. <laughs> he he held out until all of us had had been overdone except for Mike. Mike played the long odds. Yeah. Yeah, I chose the date farthest out there. <laughs> Dang it, man. Yeah, 
I think that was 168 because that's the episode we had we had Tom on from uh, Monday Night Magic Tom, and that episode went long because there were technical issues on his end and whatnot. And yeah, I think I think that's when it was. Hmm. Anyway, uh, uh, the heroes episode, the follow up to the villains episode, was 175. Yeah. Uh, episode 172. It turns out was not a mistake, but that's later. Uh, right. Um. Crap, what did I do? Episode 179 was when we got the new uh, dorks at the manipool.com email address that Scott set up for us. That was cool. Uh, lots of guest hosts in here. Eric, Robert Martin, who is what, from Men of Magic? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, not, we're not doing guest here. hosts yet, though. Hang on. Oh, well, okay. But just Otherwise, there's... Oh, 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 okay. So, episode 201... This is when we figured out what happened to Baron Singer's legs. <laughs> is that, that was, an Olivia Voldaren story? Yes. <laughs> that was a really good episode, the armchair art critic. Yeah, we just looked yes. at art throughout the years of magic, and it was the first time we ever mentioned horde magic, which we now love. And Wizards is sort of kind of uh, accepting with the uh, face the Hydra decks. Hydra, yeah. So yeah, uh, another popular one was 205, Would Solid Snake Have Shroud? Where we looked at video games and how video games would translate to magic. And it all happened because Brian said to me one day, you think Solid Snake would have Shroud? And I went, <laughs> yeah, we did, <laughs> like, we, did that, we did that one. And then earlier this year, we did, um, that, that was video games. Earlier this year, we did TV episodes. And of course, I was sick or something that day, so I couldn't be there. And since then, I have thought of like... 50 million TV shows that I would have loved to talk about. <laughs> um, and then there will be, spoiler, I'm sure next year we're going to do the next segment of this, which will be the movies episode. So start getting ready for that because that's going to be awesome. Get right on that. Let's see here. Uh, my Johan deck came out of a story circle in episode 219. 221 was when I took... Oh god, probably an hour and a half or longer to make a planes walk this way silly little musical thing. <laughs> that was dumb. Uh oh, episode two twenty two was where this whole ridiculous like, three O's for O started. <laughs> because we did two twos for two. I think that was a bill idea, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it was. And it was also the first time where Scott told me that there was an Easter egg on the site. And Mike and I checked it out. That Easter egg's still there. <laughs> it's still there. So if anyone knows any old school video game codes, you should probably go enter that onto the site and see what happens. Uh, episode 223 was a mistake. We'll get to that later. 226 is where uh, we read Chaos's, uh, Chaos Control on the forums. Uh, we read his poem from the forums. God, that was brilliant. You guys remember that? That was great. 228 was a pre-release from Avison Restored where Slam a Door, Why Don't You came from. <laughs> it's also the first time that Grizzle Brand was written like that in the show notes. So I'm pretty sure this is where it was coined. <laughs> that makes me happy. And as a follow-up to that, 229 is where Mike told us all about his demons that kill him. <laughs> And it wasn't even intentional. It just came out of our discussion, yeah. naturally. Uh, 231 was where I talked about the top eighting that PTQ, which will probably never happen again. So if you want to hear that, go listen to it. Uh, 
232 was the first of the Innistrad Creature Awards, which I had completely forgotten about. Oh, but yeah. listeners loved it. Those were some good episodes. Too. Yeah, we totally need to do more uh, awards episodes, uh, like for either Ravnica or Theros. We just have to. Well, Ravnica, definitely. Well, there you go, then. And then there's, like, nothing. Uh, I-, I wrote here, late in announcement, we think, on 246. The show notes were very... They, Dirk has a special announcement. I'm like, is that Leighton? Is that Leighton was conceived? And Michael's like, I think so. That sounds right. <laughs> the conception announcement? That's a little... Well, no. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm over here shaking my head going, no. Okay, that's a little well, risque. <laughs> okay, sorry. And it was <laughs> So guys, so guys, guess what just happened before we Hey, where you been? You like so guys, I'm late. <laughs> you know, adding to the show and everything for a really good reason. <laughs> Pretty sure we're gonna have another kid. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, Two months later. Uh, yeah. Um, actually, yeah. That. Mm. Well, two seventy-five says Leighton born, so that was when uh, he that's shows about, up. It's about right then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, episode 250 was where we brought Squanto back, who had been away, f- uh, gone for a very long time. We brought him back to talk about the state of the game, <clears throat> and he asked us a bunch of questions. He's, like, sort of still playing Magic because of duels on the iPad, but he's not following Magic by any means. And we had a really good discussion. That, w- that was really... And I think it was even better because he hadn't been following it, so it was more... His yeah. take on it, you know, things that had changed, things that were the same. Do you? Th- and he asked several questions about, do you think they will ever do X, Y, Z? And some of them they'd already done, and others they will do, and still others they'll never do. Yeah. So, and he, we, we got into like the business of magic and like uh, coverage of tournaments and all that, and the possible futures. It was a really good discussion. I highly recommend everyone go listen to two fifty. <clears throat> And then, as a special request from a listener, uh, episode 252, Squanto did my intro with his Squanto accent. So, that was good. <laughs> he sounded very much like Squanto. It's true. Let's see here. Nothing else terribly huge. 265 was the first time you did a field recording at an event. Oh, right. That was... Uh, what the hell was that? Was that GP Charlotte? No, that was um, that was Charleston. No, I didn't do anything for the mana pool uh, at Charleston. What the hell was that? Was that a pre-release? I, I think it know. was. I think that's when it took uh, the recorder to a pre-release then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. 273 was a mistake. We'll get to that later. Hey, look, Leighton was born. The first old versus new in Ravnica was all the way back in 282. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's 300 now. We're not done yet. What the hell? And it took me, like, what, a month and a half to actually have us have time to do it. Yeah. And then we skipped it for who knows how many weeks before we did the next one. Oh. I'm and glad that, we started back up again. They've been really interesting. Yeah, we need to. Let's do another one now. Screw it. No. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, we have been doing this. As far as Magic Podcast goes, we've been doing this forever. Like, there's like there's no show that's regularly published that has been going for this long without major cast changes. Like Monday Night Magic has been going longer, but it's on its like third major iteration, and if you want to get minor, then it's like its millionth major iteration. Because <laughs> first it was Dom, Tom, and Gavin, and then it was Tom and all of the Tom stuff, and now it's me. 
But all of that Tom stuff consists of like 17 different people and all of that. And then even with me, it was me and Jack. And now Jack is gone and it's me and Clues. So, but we other, once we, we settled on the four of us or the five of us and then Squanto left, it's been the four of us ever since. And that, that's insane. <laughs> Magic podcasts go for like a maximum of 50 episodes and then they die. That's a maximum with rare exceptions like, you know, <laughs> limited information or li- limited resources who was listening to us back then. Thank you. I pimped his show hard. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, when it started, because it was really good. And, uh, you know, like, Horde of Notions has been going for I don't know how long. And, of course, Monday Night Magic doesn't count. But, I mean, the vast majority of Magic podcasts do not last long at all, because it's work. And it gets hard. And it's thankless, <laughs> for the most part. Uh, but we're still here. And uh, I don't I don't see us stopping anytime soon. I don't see me stopping anytime soon, anyway. And so because of that, we've been going forever now, so it's finally time to stop for an actual musical break. Uh, I'm going to play something that's both very appropriate due to the song and very appropriate because of who it is. This is the Protomans version <laughs> of Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. So do enjoy that. <laughs> Dude, Mike and I heard them do that live like just a few weeks ago. Yeah. It was their encore, wasn't it? Yes. Hell yeah. Okay, and we'll be right back. Kilroy from the Proto Men. I just absconded with Chewie into the bathroom, and you are listening to the Manipool. You poor, poor fools. So just when you think we're done, we're just getting started. However, this episode has been going for so freaking long that Dirk has to go. Because Dirk yes. has a life and has to get up in the morning and stuff. Yeah, my wife has been giving me the stink eye for a little while, so it's, it's a case of... Yeah, I need to be getting off. I do. I have some stuff I have to get done with tomorrow and everything. So, um, as my final thought, I have definitely enjoyed uh, being a part of this uh, podcast. It's been a, a pleasure. These uh, other hosts have been, you know, lifelong friends that I've I've had. Again, we all really met each other in college, but um, they're the most wonderful people I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. I have, I I can't speak anything but good things about them, and uh, I honestly don't know. These are these are some of the best friends I've ever had in my entire life, and I wouldn't give them up for for the world. So, here's to three hundred. Here's to three hundred more. Oh jam! Wow, (laughs) he got all man. I'm getting choked up here. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they got mushy. I know. <laughs> so. All right. Well, you guys all have a wonderful night. All, all right. of our listeners have a wonderful evening as well. And you all have a wonderful time. Bye. Bye, Derek. Bye, so, Derek. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to take a second here for all of us to <clears throat> regain our composure. Uh, here's something hilarious. 
that uh, <laughs> that Brian has taught his his lovely daughter Sam. <laughs> so I'm gonna stick that in right here while we all regain our composure. Be right back. Can you tell me? Can you tell me what Mike says? You're a funny guy, go away. What does Chewie say? No. And what does Daddy say? Um. Blah blah blah. <laughs> and wait, does Dirk have something? What does Mr. Trimble say? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if he does. What does Mike say again? You funny guy, go away. <laughs> well, thank you, Sam. Say hi to the thousands of dorks across the world. And Sam is so cute, I could die. And Brian is such a jerk, I could die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So. At least for you, it's not something that you're still actively ashamed of. Oh, that's ridiculous. It's the best thing you've ever said. One of the best uh, things. Uh, oh, man. Dude, it made all of us so happy to hear you say that, and it still does. You should be happy about it. So. <laughs> I'll let you be happy for me. Fair enough. I will, and I am too. It's great. So, uh, over the years, we've had a ridiculous number of guest hosts. How many did you say of the 300? Uh, of the, okay, well, counting the bonus episodes, of the, oh. of the 304 things, um, that we have here, there are 96 episodes where we have guest hosts listed. And you might have missed a couple. It's entirely possible that I missed a couple. So roughly a third of our episodes feature some manner of guest host. Now, anyone who's been listening lately can probably guess who our most active or most frequent guest host is. But anyone who's been listening for a long time might think it's it was a, uh, a toss-up. And I have mm-hmm. to admit, before they counted up, I didn't freaking know if it was going to be Eric of Many Names who has been with us for a long time and who still jumps on every once in a while. I feel really bad because like the last three times he's been like, Hey, I can, I'm available to record. They just happen to be weeks that we were skipping or using a live episode or something. And I feel really bad about that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been, it's been an unusually long time since the last time he was on an episode. 235 is the last time that I can tell that we had Eric on. Holy crap. Yeah. That's a long time. But anyway, so Eric of many names is on a gazillion times and Bill, Bill Bloodworth, known as Squee, <laughs> is the other one. And these guys actually counted it up. And what did you guys come up with? Yeah, I came up with uh, 13 for Eric, which is mm-hmm. impressive considering is it's good. been more than a year since he was left on, and 17 for Bill. Dang it, man. And like it's become a tradition to have Bill on for previews. Yeah. And previews sometimes privilege stories, depending. Yeah. Like and I swear I think that started like way back in M10. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like we happen to grab him for previews regularly after that. Actually, no, I don't see his name again for a long time. So <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> thousands of years later, hey, we should have Bill. On. Hey, we should have Bill on her. <laughs> so yeah, but I mean, like our first actual guest hosts, because the first few episodes don't count. Like when Thomas was on, Thomas was a host because it was just whoever I could grab. But our first actual guest hosts were uh, Chris and Molly, who uh, were dating at the time, and they were listeners, and they were local, and we met them and hung out with them. And I, I still hang out with Molly. Uh, she was here Sunday, I think, hanging out. So, yeah, that was cool. So that's an actual listener that turned into an actual friend that I hang out with. She doesn't even play Magic anymore. And... One of our early guests who was here a lot was Jason McFarland, who was Garthok84, I think, on the forums. Mm-hmm. 
And it still just warms my heart every time I see Jason, which is kind of rare. At yeah, all of the you, big events I've been to lately, I've seen him, and it's just great. Yeah, if if you play a lot around um, the the Raleigh Durham area here in North Carolina, you've probably seen him around. But he'll also show up at at the bigger events in um, Charlotte and Richmond and other fairly nearby places. Uh, yeah, he does SCG events a lot, just wherever. Mm-hmm. I don't think that has to be necessarily local. The first time oh, okay. I had seen him in a long time was at Charleston, actually. Oh, that's not too far. Where I rolled up and I was like, Jason! And he like picked me up in a giant bear hug and spun me around. And I was like, bah! That was kind of awesome and terrifying. Bad touch. But he, he first joined us on episode 38 and was fairly regular for a long time. 46, 50, 65, 78. He's a judge, by the way. I don't think I mentioned that. That's why you would see him at those events. Oh, right, right. When I see he does... uh I say he does SCG events. I mean, he judges them, yeah. Yeah. But uh, who else? Thomas joined us again later. Uh, our old buddy AJ from college, who everyone knows from Kill AJ, because that was that's how you play Magic, because you kill AJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's been with us several times. The first time we had a listener that none of us knew on was uh, Ben Ben Arendt from. Where the hell is Ben from? I don't remember where Ben is originally from. I don't. I don't know where he's from. Like locally, he's from our forums. That's where. Well, yeah, he's yeah, he's from raised. our forums. I just was mean I don't from, know. Was he from like Minnesota? Am I thinking of some someone else? That sounds mm-hmm. right, but I feel really bad for not knowing this. On the playground was where he spent most of his days. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Right, right. So he's from Bel Air. Then okay. Right. Yeah, we had Ben on on episode sixty three. So this is the first time we had a listener on that none of us had known or ever met because he was he was all over our forums like we he was our our first like stalker. Yeah, our, I, first I, I wouldn't say it's, it's someone we didn't know, just someone we hadn't met in real life yet. Right, but yeah, I still bother Ben every once in a while. We had him on several times, as uh-huh. uh, Brian said. We had Corey on, who was my roommate uh, for two years of college. One of which we played Magic. One of which was before I knew we played Magic, and he's like, "Oh, I have all my decks here." I'm like, "What?" But uh, we had him on a few times. Uh, Logan. We had Logan on an episode because it was his first pre-release. You remember that, uh, Brian? Yeah, I remember that. Oh, did, Christy? Was that her? Chris, yeah, they're married now. Yeah, Logan and Christy, yeah. And we had all played Magic at your place once, and then he went to the pre-release with us. Uh-huh. Or not with us, but he went to the pre-release, and so we brought him on so he could give the noob's opinion. Yeah, we had Claire on because of the uh, Cutie Pie Challenge. We had my roommate Scott on for 95. That wasn't terrible, and then 101 was terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, let's not talk about that. And, and we're not talking about like 101 is terrible in the good way where, ah, ha, ha, this is so bad. It's more like, oh, my God. Yeah. Wow, it's actively bad. Like, I don't want to go delete it, but only due to like my weird obsessive-compulsive need to have everything there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Brian and Chris are on 107, which uh, is an episode everybody loves. Uh, the first time we had Eric on, looks like, was 121. And at the time, he was on mm-hmm. Monday Night Magic, and he was doing his own show, Mr. Suitcase. And so it was, like, an honor to have Eric on. And it always is, because Eric, Eric is one of us. Like, he fits in so well. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, at the time, he was a regular listener, and he just he knew how we were. And he just slid right in uh, to our lineup like it weren't no thing. 
And that's part of the reason we had him on so many times. Like, there was a chunk where his family was out of town for a long time. He was on, like, three or four episodes in a row. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had Trevor and Tom from MTG Radio on 146. We had Jungle Rat Rob on 145, where we learned he had never done any sort of limited play, so we built a sealed deck on air just to so he would know how it is. I don't know if he ever went to a pre-release. I think hmm. he said he tried one, and it was pretty cool. But I'd have to go ask, because I might be making that up in hopes that we, you know, made a difference. <laughs> right. And he is not currently online, or I'd ask him right now. Oh, well. Da, 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 da. 168, we had, who was our, like, our most famousest uh, guest host to date, we had Tom from Monday Night Magic. And since Monday Night Magic was the granddaddy of all of the Magic podcasts, that was really cool, because, you know, holy crap, it's Papa Bear. Whoa! Let's see here. Oh, and in episode 174, we had Ralph the guest hosting Cricket. You remember that guy, Brian? I remember him. <laughs> yeah. It's really too bad that Dirk is gone. But yeah, Dirk and Chelsea had a, uh, a gecko, and they fed him crickets. And there was one cricket, I don't know if he stank, if he was, uh, he was a jerk, or if he was like a really nice guy and the gecko didn't want to eat, I don't know. But that cricket just sat there and rubbed his little jerk-off legs together the whole damn episode. <laughs> damn it, shut up! <laughs> we had had nature sounds on the show before. Like when I would leave my window open and suddenly a flock of geese would fly by. <laughs> so, what do you guys... <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Is that swans of Brent Argyle? What? What's going on? <laughs> I am completely out of liquid refreshment. Oh, well. Uh, in 177, we had a first. It was an international listener, Tosis, who is from Germany. Mm-hmm. And he actually made the intro that you heard on this episode, now that I think about it. Because I'm going to use the Tosis intro for this one. Yeah. Uh, I had met him and Ben in D.C., because my favorite lesbians live right outside of D.C., and these two guys just happened to be in D.C. Uh, at the same time. So I went, stayed with them. Went into D.C. to meet the two of them over the course of a couple days. And it turns out Phil was there, too. But he wasn't uh, he wasn't around anywhere I could, I could see him. I, like, randomly... I think I randomly got a text or something from him, because Phil... I, it's not listed in here anywhere. Phil was the first listener I ever went to meet. Because he won our second contest, and he had a whole bunch of swag. Uh, it was a dual decks contest, and he won whatever the current dual decks was. And some stuff. And so I was going to visit my favorite lesbians who lived up past Pittsburgh. And he lived in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So I, like, swung by. Uh, we met at a subway and sat there and just shot the breeze for, like, an hour and a half or so. And it was awesome because, you know, I'm meeting a listener who is active on our forums and is a guy that uh, I have good rapport with. And he's listening. He's sitting there talking to me, who he listens to all the time. And if you listen, everyone listening knows, if you listen to a group of podcasters long enough, you feel like you know them. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm the same way. The first time I was on the Retro League, I felt like I knew all these guys and it was awesome. And Rob right. felt like he knew me and the rest of the guys had no idea who any of us were. So. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Phil was there, too. I got a random text from him. And he was like, like he'd seen on Twitter or something, are you in D.C.? What the hell? I'm in D.C. And I was like, what the hell are you doing in D.C.? But I didn't get to meet him again. That's you two people, you people can't exist in the same place at the same time. That, like, violates some rule of physics or something. It does. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I got to meet uh, Tosis and his wife and hang out with them and play some EDH with them and whatever. And that was cool. And then we brought him on an episode while he was still in the States and time zones weren't an issue. And that was a lot of fun. Because Tosis ain't right. I don't know. 
know this, but that boy ain't right. He's a lot. His wife is even more not right. <laughs> but uh, then in episode, so that you mean they're just right. They're yeah, that is exactly what I mean actually. <laughs> uh, episode one seventy one, one seventy eight rather, was when we had our first actual like non podcasting celebrity, where we had Adam Staborski on for the first time. Dibs. Good old Stibbs, and I, I love Stibbs to this day. Every time I see him in an event, you know, we give each other big sexy man hug, and once he realizes I'm standing there, <coughs> jerk, and, <laughs> and yeah, he's, he was the article at the time, or the, the writer at the time of the series fun column on Daily MTG. This might have been before it was Daily MTG, I don't remember when that happened. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Uh, 187, we had Robert Martin, who at the time was from the Men of Magic interviews, and he actually just sent in a Men of Magic interview out of the blue for me to post sometime in the next day or so. <laughs> he currently does, what's it called? In the Magic Studio or inside the, something like that. I don't know, it's on Star City, so I don't pay any attention to it, no offense. <laughs> and then, 188, we had Stibbs and Chris Lansdell on at the same time, and I don't know why we would do that, Stibbs, but. <laughs> It's like a rite of passage, you know? I guess. Sounds like a management screw-up to me. Well, that would be me, yeah. Blame Uh, the boss. 191, we had Big Head Joe from uh, Yo! MTG Taps. We had Lansdell on again in 196. We had Stibbs on again at 197. That's weird. I don't remember us having Stibbs on so many times in a row. That's funny. I didn't see this note before. You had to... Your your whole deal was all screwed up, and you had to come over to my house to record. Yeah, I got back from... uh, being out of town somewhere and went to turn on my computer and it said, Burr. and I was like, crap. So I had to like run over to Mike's house real quick and sit there with him and record the episode. Of <laughs> I was so happy that you brought your, um, uh, your, your standalone microphone. So I didn't have to sit there with my headset so I could get up and walk around and just go to the fridge in the middle of a conversation. It was great. <laughs> uh, episode 199, we had Amanda Stevens who was, uh, the main driving force, or one of the main driving forces behind Red Sight Wins, and she did an interview with us that, like, vanished for a long time. <laughs> it was basically the lost episode from Red Sight Wins. And lost then, in the aether. Yeah. And then it popped up, and so we brought her on around that time. So that was pretty cool. Blah, 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 blah. We had Tom on from uh, MTG Radio again. Uh, Brandon, oh, crap. One of the muses, Brandon... Is Islib? Is Islib? Islib, yeah. Uh, he was the muse we had on previously, before we had Bruce on. He's a lawyer too, but Brian wasn't with us on that episode, sadly. No, I wasn't. So there was no cross lawyer thing. thing. Yeah. But, uh, 2.11, we had Uriah Oxford on from uh, CMDR Dex, who we had on last episode. Yes. Bridging the gap. 2.11 and 2.99. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2.16 was the first time we had Beach. 217. Oh yeah, this was this was Commander Month. I remember this now. We had Beach on because Beach is a huge commander player. We had Jack Lacroix. Lacroix. That guy. Where is he now? Is he in a ditch or something? Uh, or is possibly. He... Yeah. He's not dead. He's just hanging out there. Okay. <laughs> well, no, I certainly I, I wouldn't make fun of him if he was dead. <laughs> I, I probably would. But we brought, we brought Jack on for the second week of Commander Month. Uh, then we had. At the time, Spruik and uh, Laura Deemer had put out an album called Katana and Tonic, which was uh, video game-related music. Not really video game music, but had a heavy video game element to it, and I, I loved it. 
And so we brought, because I knew that they were both Commander players, we brought them on as sort of a promotional thing. Hey, everyone, check out the album, and look, let's talk about Commander. And they were both going to be on, and Spruik couldn't make it, so Laura came on, and then we went to do a story circle, and she had to bounce, and Spruik's schedule cleared up, so they just happened to coincide just enough to where they could tag off. So that was cool. And Uh, then? 219, we have Benny Smith, who is another writer... He wrote for Daily MTG for a while. He's on Star City, I think, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, he, he does their commander-based article. I think it, it's been kind of casual as a whole, but I think he's center, centered in around commander. Yeah. Um, and that's and, why we uh, brought him in for Commander Month. And and the story circle that was on in that episode resulted in... Uh, my Johan deck, which I still yes. love. I think that might be the next uh, CMDR decks video I do. Hmm. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Uh, we did a live episode of Dirk's house for 220, and so there was a kid named Ian there who Dirk knew, played magic with us. <laughs> and we haven't seen him since. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had Chaos Control, who is also known as, uh, 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 what's his name? Joseph. Joseph A. is how he referred to himself. He had a, uh, a CMDR Dex video that I thought was so funny. I asked him and Epic, an epic Edric. Uh, CMDR Dex video. Yes. And it was so great that I asked him and Uriah, dude, can I put this on themanapool.com? And they were both like, yeah. And so I put it on themanapool.com, and then he was also on our forums, I think, already. Or maybe he joined soon thereafter. I don't know the timeline of this. And then we had him on the show for 235 with Eric. So that was pretty cool. You mentioned Squanto at 250. Yep. Professor J got to appear on the show. Oh, yeah, another guy. Six. Uh, from the forums. We referred to him as Professor J because his name was Javier. And Javier is Xavier with a J instead of an X. So, duh. <laughs> <laughs> is that where that came from? Yeah. I always wondered. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, he was on one night. I'm like, dude, you want to be on the show? And he was like, what? Yeah. And so there we go. And that was fun. I always liked Professor J. Yeah. We had uh, Calvin, also known as Captain Red Zone. From Off Color Cast, now he's on Commander Cast uh, on 258. Clues joined us on 262, finally. Uh, Graham Stark from Loading Ready Run was on 264. That was yeah. it. Yeah. For like half, elbows. half of the episode. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Schofield stuck his head in to say, hey, give me money to send you to Vegas on 268, which I appreciated. 284, we finally, 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 finally. Managed to get Mike Okahara on. <laughs> Way too long. He is a listener out in Hawaii who is forever commenting with just the funniest crap ever. Yeah. He's freaking hilarious. And He's going to make a comment about us commenting about him, and it's in the comments for this show. Oh, and it's going to be gonna great. Be great. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, his schedule opened up enough to where we could actually bring him on the show, and that was great. <laughs> And then, let's see here, 287, we had a bunch of people, wait, was 287 uh, an episode that didn't exist? No, it wasn't. That, do I, was I on this episode? Because I don't really remember that. AJ and Clues? And more? Wow. I'm thinking, uh, did this exist in your mind? Is there another note you forgot to put here? I think so. <laughs> Hang on, what was that number again? 287. 287. Do, do, do. Quote, episode 287, quote, search. Uh, Oh, 
Oh, it was uh, field recordings from the M14 pre-release. Oh, oh. 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 okay, got it. See, that makes yeah. a lot more sense. Does. This list assorted others with these other live recordings. So I'm like, holy cow. You know, I don't think we've had AJ on an episode in forever. And we haven't. Not, we haven't. Not, like, not like over Skype. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Once again, that... our, our preparation for this episode is astounding. Yeah. We're bad at this game. So 296, we had another listener on. Now, is JT, who is Cyberpunk Otaku in some number? Or is it just Cyberpunk Otaku? Cyberpunk Otaku 01. There we go. Uh, on our forums. And we met him in Charlotte. He hung out with us, like, the whole weekend in Charlotte. And JT was freaking awesome. And then uh, went to Pittsburgh uh, for a GP there to do three questions. And I met JT there, and he bought me Permani Brothers, and we hung out for a while. And JT's freaking awesome. And I was like, we've never had JT on. And we were talking, it was a standard rotation episode, and anyone on our forums knows that he loves his Deadeye Navigator deck. Oh, man. So I happened to send him a message, like, right before we started recording. Dude, what are you doing right now? He's like, nothing. My class was canceled. I was like, good, you're recording with us. Get on the show. And he was like, sweet. So, <laughs> so through sheer dumb luck, we managed to get him on for a uh, standard rotation episode so he could lament the death of the Deadeye Navigator in standard. And then, as you probably know, 298, we had another celebrity. We First had time, yeah. Bruce Richard, who is the current author of Serious Fun on Daily MTG. And the article that went up today, which is the day that we are recording this, which would be October 29th, uh, his article for Commander Week came out, and he mentioned us. Because he and used, was, he used the, the skeleton that we made with the story circle for his deck. Yes. Because he doesn't do awesome. Commander. Yeah. At all. So he was building a commander deck for Commander Month, or for Commander Week, and so he used our deck and all of our, all of our cards, if I remember correctly. Yeah. At least yeah. the vast majority they, of them. They, they were all in there. Oh, there you go, then. Um, uh, that you heard on the Story Circle from 298, he used that in his article today, complete with a link about us, and Mike says it's gotten us a, a fair amount of uh, traffic. <laughs> Which is yeah. nice. He mentioned in his article that he and Stibbs had talked about how to approach this week, and they both kind of took they, – they wanted to kind of – he was going to take his way, and Stibbs was going to take his, and they kind of compare notes later. So I feel almost like we have to grab Stibbs and do a story circle with him so that he can use it in his article to, like, you know. <laughs> he would have already had to submit it. I know. I know. I'm just being silly, and Stibbs doesn't really need our help anyway. Uh, I'm not saying that Bruce does. I'm just saying that uh, this is, uh, Commander is what Stibbs <laughs> does, literally for the website. His article is called Command Tower, so go yeah. from there. Yeah. So uh, thanks, Bruce. That was actually a lot of fun, and I know that you're was listening. A lot of fun. So yeah. at least I hope you're still listening because it's been a long episode and has no magic content whatsoever. But we don't care. This is our episode. Damn it. We've got. Still- hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Command Tower. Command Tower. <laughs> And so, yeah, that's all the guest hosts, uh, to my knowledge, that we've had over the years. Yeah, we're not talking about every time they appeared, but the first time yeah. that they appeared, or notable times. Yeah. So, there's one other type of episode that we did. Yeah. And we cannot not talk about it, because when we said, hey, tell us what you like about the man, or, or episodes that stood out to you, almost every email almost every single one mentioned either all of them or one specifically yes we are talking about the first 
want the first uh, day of the fourth month of every year, the April Fools episode. And in case you haven't been able to tell, yes, they are all April Fools episodes. It's not a coincidence that we're getting <laughs> wacky and crazy. And if the only ones that I think have fallen a little short are perhaps the ones where we did not commit enough. Like <laughs> yeah. the first one. Yeah, the first one was a last minute, hey, we should do something for April Fools. And so we did. And we came was, up with this shaky story of, so these cards were here, and I saved the pictures, and now they're not there anymore, but we should probably do an episode to talk about them since something's up. Yeah. It, it was right before um, Shadow Moor previews were about to start, and all we knew was that it was going to be kind of dark and gothic, and there were going to be scarecrows. That was pretty much all we knew. So we came up with some fairly hastily drawn-up fake Card. Shog, Goat of Doom. Shog, Goat of Doom. There was another one. Shog, Goat of Doom commands you. Yeah, he does. <laughs> there, uh, there was like a scarecrow aura or something like that where there was like a, you, you, you talked about the art and how there was like a bird like being repelled, like flung up into the air by a scarecrow or something. <laughs> I, I remember that. I'll have to go back and listen to the episode. It's pretty it short. It's not good, but it's probably terrible in the way that you listen to it and be like, wow, what the hell? It, it didn't really – nobody talked about it, and I think that's probably a combination of two things. First of all – No was, one ever mentions – no one ever talks about that. Ever. ever. I, yeah. First of all, I think it was early in our history. I mean, we're talking about episode 19. So yeah, we hadn't really established ourselves. People didn't really know our personalities a whole lot. So I think there was some just – if anyone thought about it, it was just kind of like, heh, that's kind of cute. General head scratching and, you know, okay, whatever. It wasn't until the next one that we really started to oh, yeah. break we, out a lot. We killed it on uh, the next year. Yeah. So the next year is the infamous Shred Memory episode. Episode 72. I remember Which... talking to Chewie one time. And I was like, all right, I want to do another April Fool's, but I think I can do better than next year, than last year. And he's like, well, what, what do you think? And I'm like, did you ever see Memento? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I want to do that. God, I love Memento. It's a great movie. And Chewie said, I don't get it. And so I kind of had to explain how we might do it because, you know, Memento is weird. And I said, I think we can do it like this. And he said, Brian, this is either the best idea or the worst idea you've ever had. And you know so, what? They were both right. They were both right. And, you know, if our live episodes are polarizing, that's nothing, dude. That's nothing. No. <laughs> People either think Shred Memory is a work of genius or they, they threatened our lives if we ever do anything like it again. I, I really like – I really hope everyone likes all of our episodes. I really do. But there's a, there's a part of me that says I hope not everyone loves – the uh, April Fool's episodes, because they're supposed to be April Fool's episodes. They're supposed to be a bit polarizing. Yeah, and they're a little bit of joke, but they're also a little bit of prank. And <laughs> so they're meant to annoy some people to a certain extent. Now, we're completely serious about all of them, though. Like, mm -hmm. we play it straight as much as possible. April Fool, like yeah. Shred Memory, we recorded the episode straight, but we did it in such a way that I knew that I could upload them backwards. 
And we always try our best not to break the fourth wall and even admit that the episodes actually happen sometimes. I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've ever publicly admitted them. (laughs) I think think this is the very first episode. We may have mentioned, like, oh, something weird happened last time. You've you've talked about people reacting to Shred Memory before. From all the rest of them, we don't even acknowledge that anything strange happened. There's (laughs) another one that we're going to get to later where we've talked about it a little bit because I don't know if it – I think it – was not quite as big as Shred Memory, but I think was almost overwhelmingly positive. Oh yeah, but we're so, not there yet. No, but I'm saying, but so that one see. we've also referenced. So the first um, one was 2008. Shred Memory was 2009. 2010s April Fool's episode was is sort of like an alternate reality thing. Yeah, it, that, that's how I pitched it. Was okay. What if we, uh, what if we did this where it's us, but it's not really us. And they're like, huh? And I'm like, all right, we're going to talk about card games. They're like, yeah, that's what we do. And I'm like, but not magic. In this universe, we don't talk about magic. And everybody had slightly different roles, which may have been a bit too subtle. I don't know if it really came across. I think that was hard to pick up on. Because um, Chewie uh, was um, kind of quiet. I was the Dirk. I was the quiet one. He was the quiet one. I, I was kind of the lead guy, but I talk enough that, you know, that's not that big a surprise. And then the other two, I'm not sure if their roles really changed all that much. I can't remember. I think Dirk was actually meant to be the resource for rules and lore and stuff like that, but I can't even remember what my deal was. And the games that we talked about were games um, with the Star Wars collectible card game uh, and the Lord of the Rings trading card game that I played the trading uh, the the Lord of the Rings against Dark because he had used to play and therefore the the transition was easier than teaching someone in a whole new game. And I played a couple games against Mike with the Star Wars game and we recorded it. Um, well, we should didn't record we t- it. We took notes. We took note. That, that's what I meant. Yeah. I, I, probably, I shouldn't have used that phrase because that has another meaning. But yep. um, Chewie took really good notes for when Dirk was playing against me. And then we handed the pad off to Dirk for the Star Wars games. And it wasn't very long before he started saying, like, writing down, like, stuff is happening. I don't care. <laughs> because... <laughs> Because it was, it is so hard to follow along with what's going on in that card game. Uh, and Star, I, I, Wars, Star Wars can turn into work really fast. So this episode, and I like how usually, you know how um, we have the image that's posted to the website to go along with every, uh, well, every episode. Yeah. This time it was a Yu-Gi-Oh card frame with like Frodo in it. So. Uh, and I, <laughs> I thought we we put I put some work into this one, but I don't know if it was as polarizing just because it was kind of like eh. Some some people just said no magic, what? And other people said okay, these games sound kind of cool, but there wasn't really anything shocking about it. So I spent almost a whole year. I'm like, how can I do better? How can I do better? And I always had this nugget of an idea, and I'm like, could I do this? And I'm like, I don't know if it's possible. I'd have to spend every waking moment on it. So and this it, is 2011. This is 2011. Episode 172. Mm-hmm. And Episode when Brian was one. explaining this to us, our reaction was, okay, this is either going to be terrible beyond all imagining or the best thing that's ever happened to any of us. It was either going to be the <laughs> next Shred out, Memory. They were, no, they were not both right this time. <laughs> it, it's either going to be the next Shred Memory or uh-huh. the next Shred Memory. So, 
This was the Adventures on Zendikar. And this one I know that we've talked about because people have asked for this. And oh, I yeah. feel so bad because I haven't, uh, the, I've still got the material. Now I've moved. I have to find it. Well, but people have asked for this. What I did was I basically made a tabletop RPG out of Magic the Gathering. And other people have done it. So I'm not going to take full credit. I, I did, I didn't go off of any other resources. I only said, what do I want to do? And I had to kind of keep in mind, I have to be able to do it on the show. And I created a system, and I created a storyline and a scenario and and characters that everybody could be. And we went through it, and we played it, and we played it really straight-laced. I think it was kind of easy to get into it because we were playing a game. And we kept referring to previous campaigns like the Romp on Ravnica. Yes, so, so was, it was still an April Fool's episode because we set it up as if this is what we did every episode was play part yeah. of our uh, campaign and like Adventures on Zendikar was the first time that we played with the new M11 rules yes. because we didn't want to switch to uh, M11 rules in the middle of a campaign so we finished out our last campaign and then this time was the first time we were playing which was nice set. because then I got to do a lot of explaining <laughs> then if people didn't were like huh how does and that work that was the reason we said that was right. so you could have a reason to explain all this crap to us but when we when we do any April Fools episode we 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 get involved in it, we get immersed in it and we don't want to like again this is really breaking uh, the fourth wall for us we don't reference anything else we're just in that and in this world this is the game of magic and i think we said at one point that like it quote unquote started as a card game started as a card game i think so yeah <laughs> yeah and um and i've always left it up to you guys as far as how fun it was to play or not play i had a great time uh people i don't think i've heard a single negative comment about this episode I don't think, I think the, the main negative comment I've heard about this is why the hell haven't you done it again? Why the hell haven't we done it again? Which, you know, yeah. if I find the materials, we could always play with that scenario again and you could make different choices. True. Or, why haven't you given us the stuff to do it on our own? Those are the only negative things. Yeah. Um, so in, in some ways, it was not nearly polarizing enough for an April Fool's, but from a sense of accomplishing something and really drawing everybody into Another world. Yeah. I think it worked really well. When I say that people mention either all of them or one of them, the one of them was either Shred Memory or Adventures on Zendikar. Yes. Most people mentioned Adventures on Zendikar. I think at least one person said you should do Adventures Ad- Adventures on Zendikar for episode 300. Another person said in almost pretty much the same tone of reverence, you should get Mark Rosewater. <laughs> so. <laughs> But that was 2011. We've had two more since then, because, you know... 2012? 2012. Was this one me? Yeah, this 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 was... Well, you I don't know. It might have been Brian's idea, but you had to do it, all the work it, putting it, it together. Was, it was my idea. I, the, the April Fools, so far, have all been my babies, and I, I appreciate Chewie for giving me the creative control over that until, I guess, somebody else comes with a better idea, and then I'll bow out gracefully oh, and, and commit seppuku. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> but the idea for this one was, what if we did the mana pool? But it was an alternate reality, and yeah, we do that every time. But yeah. literally, what if it is four people that are not us that are talking as though they were us? And it was who? Who were these people? So Bill and they weren't just like versions of us; they were their own people. But yeah. Bill was essentially me. Bill was the guy who led the show. Because I didn't, like, of all the people I thought of out there, I didn't trust anyone that could do it right, other than Bill. (laughs) 
Now, for the rest of the the Jokers, anyone was up. So we got Jack, because Jack's been podcasting a long time, and Jack can work with basically anybody. Uh, we got Ben, because Ben had been a listener forever, and he knew what was necessary. And we got Eric. And, and, and he had been on several ep- uh, at least one episode with Bill before, so they worked well together. That's true. And yeah. then we had Eric, because same reason as Jack. Eric had been listening forever, and he'd been podcasting forever, and uh, he knew exactly what to do. My ori- my yeah. original idea for this episode was to have no involvement from us whatsoever. Chewie put his foot down and said he wanted to be on the show as a quote-unquote guest because he had had a streak and still has a streak of being on every yeah. official episode. I have, I have not missed a numbered episode. I wasn't going to do it just because it was April Fool's. So right. I, I actually set the whole thing up. I got them all together. And, uh, they all got together and came up with what they wanted to do. And they had, uh, <laughs> like, they did a Mad Lib. <laughs> and they did, uh, the latest installment of our series, That's How We Do It. So it was an ongoing thing. And this right. was just the next time they did it. Yeah. And, uh. In this, in this setting, yeah. 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 Which and is then great. they I... did another, uh, well, they did a, a, a big flavor fight thing. They called it. Seismic Counter Bash Pro Head to Head Off Road Haymaker Smackdown Gaiden 64 Game of the Year Edition. <sighs> but, uh, yeah. And the four of them, I, I, like I said, I set up the call and I just muted myself and listened to these fools. And oh my god, dude, I was, I was in tears. My throat hurt. I couldn't talk. It was crazy. Uh, cause I had so much fun listening to these goobers be us, except not us. They were being them being us. It was crazy. And then they brought me on as like a, an annoying stalker listener who, uh, yeah, happened, some, some fanboy. Yeah, who happened to be around, which wasn't quite where I was gonna go with it, but it worked out perfectly, so I didn't, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, I think that's really good, so. So, and the break music was, uh, the theme from Sliders, which, <laughs> I always enjoyed. So I thought, you know, Dur- uh, Chewy certainly did the the workhouse workhouse workhorse of of work them hose. He he did the most work on getting that one together, and I appreciate that. Oh. Um, especially after Adventure Adventures on Zendikar, I was still tired the next year. <laughs> um, and then that brings us up to this year, which was episode 273 and this was something you know we had done the fake preview cards for the very first uh, April Fools episode and it went over like a a bag of rocks you know on flat ground so it didn't really go anywhere so we said all right well, what if <laughs> kind of like that so I went to Chew and I said, well, what if, actually, I think I approached, uh, I, I said to everybody after an episode, metaphor. I said, huh? What's the difference between a metaphor and a simile? Uh, like, like or as. Well, which was, which is which? Like or metaphor, as is a uh, simile. Simile. Okay, Not like it. or as is a metaphor. Okay. Yes. Sorry, keep going. Uh, so I went to the guys after an episode and I said, hey, I've got an idea for this. And they said, what is it? And I said, it's going to take a little bit of work on my part. Of course. And we're going to have to get together to play some games. And I'm like, so? And I'm like, all right. So the thought is that uh, we're playtesting some new Commander products. Because, you know, they do that a lot. I mean, we've got a Commander product coming out this Friday. 
uh, but this was not then. This, I mean, this was then. There was not one coming out that Friday. But they had done this sort of thing in the past. So, but we're play testing it, and we've got all these new cards, and the only cards in the deck that are going to be something that everybody knows are literally going to be basic lands. I'm going to come up with every single other card. And they're like, can you do that? I'm like, I think so. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of overlap. You know, uh, card uh, decks with similar colors are going to have um, a lot of the... Some of the same cards. Some repeats, yeah. Uh, some repeats. And then, um, but we're, we're gonna play test it. And what we can maybe do, and Chewy had a little more to do with this angle of it. I have to admit, I'm, I give credit where credit is due, and I take it everywhere else. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Chewy, Chewy's idea was more of the, what if we post it at, almost like by accident, where, uh, Wizards had sent us this product to test, and we posted it. They asked us to like give them their their give them our feedback and our testing tape. Uh, but we we posted it to the mana pool instead. And he started talking about like what if you know we'll put up uh, show notes for an ep- another episode and make it seem like it's a complete accident. You even talked for a while about getting like somebody like Aaron Forsyth or somebody to Twitter. Yeah, to tweet you. Like, uh, you need to take this down right away. And I don't think, I think you just I got was to- never, I was never able to get any of them to respond to me because it's hard to do that in public. Like, hey, I need you to do me a favor. I think maybe I also talked you out of it as that would just be too. It, it might have been a little too, people might have taken it a little too seriously. Uh, which again would have helped for the, hey, let's go for another shred memory thing as far as getting people really up about it, but maybe a little too far. And the response from some people was literally like, is this real? Like, the main this- response we got from it was, uh, I think something's wrong. <laughs> And Which, then later, the main response we got was, damn it, I really want to hear that episode that you actually talked about in the show notes. Because so that people would download it. <laughs> I went balls to the wall with the show notes. He did. I called it the great big guest star episode. <laughs> and uh I was like, let's see here. We had Clues, Prilliman, Eric, Stibbs, uh... We and just a bunch of really cool stuff, like everybody you could think of, that we talked about on this episode, and so the people would be like, "Oh, sweet!" and download it, and not a nam none of that was true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like if I go to the comments, are there any comments? Fifteen, thirteen comments. Yeah, just start reading them. Like, is it just me, or is this episode not about what the description says it's about? I listened to the whole episode at work today, and it was dorks playing an awesome new Commander product. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jars jumped in, because he knew the date. Jars was like, all that judge talk between Brian and Clues was very annoying. (laughs) It detracts from my experience as a casual player hearing about tournament stuff. Also, Eric trying to rein in the conversation, albeit miserably, was a failure as well. Never have him on again. In fact, remove all hosts and guest hosts with beard. Apparently it's what makes them horrible magic players. <laughs> with regards, Jars, avid supporter of the Brian Baker show, because Brian is the only one of us that has no beard. <laughs> and then another guy didn't get it. Oh, there's, he so didn't get it. Oh, it's like, my there's God. nothing more boring than listening to people play a magic game you can't see. Uh, to anyone who wants to skip it too bad, the show description don't match. No non-game content. I love the MTG cast and this show, but sometimes the mana pool is just the worst like this show. (laughs) (laughs) That that comment gave me so much joy to read. I know, right? (laughs) 
Because you know what? He may be talking trash, but he completely bought into it. Completely missed it, yeah. And Austin chimed in with, I hope this is an April Fool's comment, too. (laughs) And Michael Kahara jumped in, too. He goes, I agree. The description isn't right at all. And it's even missing a lot of what went on. I mean, Lansdell was there. (laughs) That extended Mike Flores segment in which he broke into his house and asked him 20 more questions he had no answer to. And then Will Wheaton dropped in a spoiler card from Dragon's Maze. (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, by the time Richard Garfield joined the call and you guys decided to cut him off because the episode was running along, I was totally confused. Like the episode, but I have to say, a very strange show description. <laughs> and then, like, we got a what? We got another, like, actual comment. I agree with the first comment. This isn't the episode we were looking for, although those new Commander cards are pretty cool. I hope this wasn't an April Fool's joke. Are you in on this too, Jars? <laughs> Jars was like, am I in on what? <laughs> Oh, uh, I mean the, but it's it, it's worth reiterating something uh, about what we've talked about about this episode specifically, and and what really blows my mind. So, tell us one more time how many decks you made total, Brian, for this. I I made four decks, one for each four of us. Decks. Okay, but you had made like six or seven commanders. For yeah, I, I I had made I had made eight commanders, and I just let every everybody pick one. I had not made the decks yet. I did not okay. make eight made, decks. Okay. But, but, oh. but okay, everyone, listen to this. So, there there were some shared cards among them, but, right. but let this let this bore into your skull. I'm talking to the listeners here. Four commander decks. There were some shared cards, but except for the basic lands, every single card in the decks was a new, completely new design that Brian made, and that just blew my mind. I had like three weeks to work on it. Yeah, but still. But still, I couldn't do that in three months. <laughs> I also, honestly, that that was kind of a late time for me for work. Uh, so. and, and, and the and the tragedy of it, the tragedy of it was that through the course of the game and even our discussion afterwards, I'd be surprised if we even got to see twenty percent of them. Yeah, like using the whole you know discussion of the cards uh, as feedback to R and D. We were able to talk about some of the cards we didn't get to see and all that, but we still didn't even get close to covering them all. Brian no. was sure to bring up a few that he desperately wanted us to play that we never got to play. Like some yeah. of the Planeswalkers. So. Yeah. yeah. We didn't even see any of the Planeswalkers in the game. Yeah. But, and, you know, that's how it works sometimes when you're playing. You know, you may build a completely new commander deck and go to play it, and you're thinking, this is going to be sweet, and... You only see little, literally like twenty de- twenty cards because yeah. somebody maybe, wins. Maybe we got up close to fifty percent after the discussion, but still, yeah, there was, there was a lot that ended up unseen and unheard. Yeah, yeah, but Brian built each deck completely from the ground up mm-hmm. because that's what Brian does. And so even if you didn't like the episode, just appreciate all the work he did and all the work he does for all of the April Fool's episodes. Like I keep thinking of ways to, like you know. Uh, top it, and everything I come up with is nothing. <laughs> it seems like every other year I go like crazy because there there was the first year I was like eh, and then the second year was shred memory, which I didn't do a whole lot of work for, but the idea was pretty solid. And then the the third year the third year was not bad, uh, and actually required more work than the second year for me, not for Chewy, but just was not quite as innovative. And then the fourth year, the Avengers on Zendikar was far even even more work, arguably, than making these decks because I had to make a game. Um, then the next year, the guest hosts 
that was like nothing on my part. I'm like, here's an idea, Chewie, now go make it happen. He's like, yes, sir. Um, yeah. And then this, and then this last year was making four commander decks. So <laughs> next year might be me and a ball of cup, uh, what, what's that, that ball and cup game? You know, where you try <laughs> ball and, and a you know, cup. <laughs> that, I think that's that, what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> that, that might be next year. So, um, I might have to take it easy. And then the next year after that will be crazy. So, but I, I, I enjoy this podcast and I enjoy the creative outlet that these episodes let me express. And I, you know, I did the first great designer search and I didn't make it, um, to the, the top eight or top 12 or whatever it was that were actually on the like apprentice type thing, but I got pretty far. I got to the very last thing before that. I'm not saying I'm a great designer. I just enjoy making cards. It's always been a passion of mine. So, um, I, I and you see, and bad at it. And so with, with, with the opportunity yeah. to do the, uh, the April Fool's episode this year, and I made that custom set years before we ever started the Manipool and we featured it in several episodes, um, either earlier this year or last year. I just I like doing just that sort of thing. We featured it in articles on the website. I'm, I can't remember if we talked about it on the episode. Did, okay. Well, I, I, I think we referenced it at least once or twice as far as, hey, it's here. Bit, yeah. You yeah. guys did a fair amount of work as far as the templating and making sure that it, you know, the yeah, we had to modernize was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Making sure certain things had power and toughness that maybe didn't have it from my notes. <laughs> so you guys do a lot of work too. I'm not minimizing that. But I, again, I just appreciate this show. <laughs> I'm I, helping. <laughs> and I appreciate the ability that this show gives me, uh, to, to express myself. So, yay. Frequently and at great length. <laughs> Speaking of which, we've been going for a little bit of length as well. That's true. So we were going to hit like a bunch of the listener uh, submissions and whatnot, but I'm pretty sure we've talked about the vast majority of them while we were doing this. We missed like stack of pancakes. There, there's <laughs> so many shitty bitty did, did you know did you, the, the, the stack of pancakes episode was actually like reviewed on some blog associated with AV Club. And of all the ones to pick, they, they ended up... Um, you know, stumbling upon the most recent one, which the title was this little one-off in-joke <laughs> in, in a completely off-topic story that we told during the episode. Because it because it there, came up while we were at Olive Garden. That's, yeah, I know. It might as well have been. It might have been even more relevant if we had said it cost two less. Because <laughs> that actually came up more mm-hmm. than once. But honestly, thinking about it, the reviewer would have had pretty much the same experience looking at any other episode. <laughs> So well. Man. So it's been six years. Six years, and actually, after Mike and I got done running through the uh, the archives, I looked at him and I said, "You know," and I've said this before to many people. I, I haven't done much of anything in my life for six years. I've never had a job that long, mm-hmm. and uh, like Lex and I were together for seven and a half years, which at the time that we parted was a quarter of my life. But the only things I've been doing longer than that are playing video games and touching myself. I mean, like, I don't do things for long periods of time. I'm going to have to cut that, aren't I? <laughs> <Not> Probably. <laughs> Although it's going to sound even more interesting when it's cut, because it's just going to be like playing video games and beep, and everybody's going to go, <laughs> And beeping <"What?"> myself. <laughs> well, it's not like it was, you know, six consecutive years of that. Like, all, <laughs> yeah. all in a row. It's, yeah. it's, it's spread out over all that time. Yeah. Right? As far as you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
but uh, that one summer in Tibet. Oh God. Both hands on the desk. <laughs> okay, but uh, I look. I looked at Mike and I was like, it's. It amazes me when we had just watched uh, the Kennedy Center uh, thing. What was that? What is that, Mike? Yeah, the uh, the Kennedy Center honors. It was it was a performance by they they were honoring Led Zeppelin, and what we watched was uh, uh, Hart Hart performing a cover of Stairway to Heaven, and it was brilliant. It was amazing. It brought uh, the members of Led Zeppelin to tears. Like it was that good. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Mike and I said, "Do you think that when they were kids writing this song, do you think they knew?" And I said, "Maybe just a little bit." I, I said they had an idea, but there was no way they were prepared for the reality. Exactly. And on a much, 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 much lower scale, like when I gathered all of us together to start this podcast in an effort to not lose touch with everyone, like, I had no idea that six years later I'd be sitting here, I'd still have you four guys, or you three guys with me, mm-hmm. and... Dirk was here a minute ago. Dirk was here a minute ago, yeah. And we would be going strong. Yeah. You know, like... Like, don't stop me now. I have, I, I don't see any time, any reason to ever stop doing this show. Like, I told my boss today, I cannot, I wasn't there yesterday. I, I was like, look, I don't feel good still. <laughs> Cause this morning I still felt like crap. Uh, I need to keep, I need to get my health back right. I need to keep my mood positive, And I'm not staying late. He's like, and he just looked at me. I was like, we are recording episode 300 today. So if you try to bring me down by wanting to lecture me about not coming in yesterday, or if the boss's boss wants to come in and like talk down to me, I'm going the hell home immediately. (laughs) Because I am not going to be pissed off all day and then try to come and record this momentous six year episode 300. Because if they tried to like work my schedule around in such a way that I couldn't record the show, I would quit on the spot. And this, sh- I make no money from this show. <laughs> it's not a matter of money. It's a matter of love. For for those of you who don't know, Chewie has achieved that that special status at work where he's that that guy that's um, kind of pisses off everybody in charge, but they know they can't fire him because they'd be screwed. If exactly. They <laughs> yeah. Where's I, the stapler, Chewie? Where's the stapler? <laughs> I, I have become the guy that they they really wish that I didn't work there anymore, but. I'm, I've been there the longest of all of us in the back, and I, and you do I, the best work. and I do the best work, and I know how to do the best majority of what needs to be done. <laughs> so, I'm like, what are you gonna do? Fire me? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and Luke just looks at me. <sighs> so, yeah. I was like, just so you know, like I said, if you try to bring me down today, I'm going home, cause I don't care. You do know that at a certain point, they're going to frame you for murder just so they can get rid of you. And you know what? I have lawyer friends, so... (laughs) And if they can't help me, they know people who can. So it'll be all right. (laughs) Right, Brian? No people? I I know people. Okay. I don't know if they can help you or not. On the inside. (laughs) Yeah, wait. But, like, that's that's what what the, the show means to me. Like, I turned down... Back when I was unemployed, I turned down a, uh... Well, I didn't turn it down. I never applied for a job where I had an in, you know, buddy that will work there, but it was a second shift job. Mm. And it started, I think it started at like six or seven or eight or in there somewhere, mm. Monday through Friday. And I'm like, I can't do that. And it, and it paid well. I'm like, I can't do that. He's like, why not? I'm like, because it would, it would stop my show and I can't stop the show. <laughs> so 
I, like I didn't know about that until you just said that. I don't think I, I was, about that either. I've ever. I, I didn't even tell like the parents about that because I didn't want to hear it. I told the old man he stopped by work today, and I was like, "Dude, you know what we're doing tonight?" He's like, "What's that?" I was like, "We're recording episode 300." He's like, "Ah, oh, what's that pay?" It's like, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> it, it pays all the wealth of kings as far as uh, not money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> During the period of time when I was. Um Back at the when I was back at the house, every once in a while, my dad would ask me, "So, you guys figured out how to make any money off that yet?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> that's not really happening anytime soon." That's yeah, not really the. Uh, that's not really the point. Not really I mean, the point. Yeah, it's it's a harmless question. I know why they ask it, but well, well, yeah, I, I think I think maybe at first he thought it was some kind of radio show that was able to like sell ad space and whatever. Like, nah, that's that's not the way it is. This is this is a labor of love. I mean, if this ever became such a way that I could make some money off of it, that would without compromising myself, because I'm an artist. <laughs> that, that would be great, but but I don't see that happening. Like, hey, Star City, we're gonna offer you a bunch of money, and you're gonna be our show now. I'll be like, mm, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> sorry. And I'd knock Chewie to the side and say, how much money? <laughs> but but we're brought to you by Cartrack.com. Exactly. Shh. Shut up, Mike. Not anymore. <laughs> Cardsharkcity.com. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So during this discussion, I, I looked at Mike, and I was like, I I had no idea that we would still be at this and have such a, a devoted following and the greatest listeners ever. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah. I love all of you guys. Whether we interact with you or not, you send us email, you, or if you just listen and enjoy it, I, I love you guys. And they, they, they really are the greatest. You know, I, I know I've talked many times in the past. I've, I've talked bad about just the internet in general, but sometimes just, um, you know, the, the, the activity on our forums is pretty light, but just going through it and reading stuff makes me forget about how awful the rest of the internet actually is. Yeah. And I, I have mentioned on several occasions, including earlier that I, sometimes I, I feel like the negative, that sometimes I feel like magic players complain a lot and i think the main reason that i feel like that is because of preview season when everybody's like oh this card is terrible and i hate magic forever and then it even persists later oh how is this card good how is this guy good this and i think more of that is it's not individuals like mike said it's the internet it is people hiding behind a computer screen rather than coming out and 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 putting a, a public face to their words and just saying, I dislike this because they feel like that will get them attention because they feel like people will agree with that. Oh, I'm jumping on the bad bandwagon because they feel people won't agree with them and therefore they're being anti-culture or, or however you want to put it. Mm-hmm. And you can have a hundred positive comments and the one you'll remember is the really negative one that made you feel bad about yourself and about your opinion. So I don't think I have always, I'll, I've always been an optimist and I really do think the majority of people are not bad people. I think the majority of people are actually good people that try and do well. That's actually why I'm a criminal defense attorney, honestly, is because I feel like the majority of people, um, even people that make mistakes still, uh, are good people down under it. We're not all, you know, villains. We, we just try and do the best with what we've got. Um, and, and, and I, I agree with that, even though I might sound like a hater sometimes. I agree with that. So I don't ever want you to think that when Mike or I say something like that, that we're referring to you. 
uh, even you, Captain, you know, jerk face person. Uh, if, yeah, if screw that guy. Wait. If you're listening <laughs> to this show, I'm not saying that that's automatically going to make you, like, awesome, but I think it's a good thing. I think, uh, thanks very much for listening to us. And, uh, I don't want you to feel like I dislike everybody else either, whether they listen to the show or not. Because again, and I'll tell you, and I have to say this, when I got started playing, and for most of my early career as a magic player, uh, and it's almost a career anyway, been doing this for 10 years, um, I, uh, I was under the impression that people that went to tournaments were just cutthroat people they were all out to get every edge they could get you know if 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 they're gonna win a game by knocking over your deck and and you know putting you in a stranglehold then that's what they'll do and i kept going to tournaments be they um pre-releases or releases or even higher tournaments as i played more and more and i kept finding that the vast majority of people that i played were really pleasant people win or lose some a little better when they won than lost but whatever and occasionally yes i'd run into the one guy that was you know being loud and obstinate because he felt like when he acted that way uh people would respect him more he'd get what he wanted more uh but the vast majority of people perfectly great people so um also i i think that's awesome and i think that uh magic players in general are a great group of people and since you're listening to this and in theory you play magic even though we don't have magic content apparently um hopefully you're in that number two was that rambly enough i think yeah, that was rambly. that's pretty good yeah yeah impressive yeah the other thing that I asked Mike while we were sitting there on the couch after watching <laughs> Heart cover uh, Stairway to Heaven was... The conversation you started like two hours ago. Yeah. Like, interrupting. Yeah, yeah. But the other, the other half of that... Well, no, this is why I brought that up. But the other half of that was, what would we be doing? Someone asked me this, you know, not long ago. What would you be doing if you didn't have this podcast? And my brain, like, broke. Because I can honestly not conceive of life for the last six years without this show. And it's been, it's been a source of great joy and great ass pain and great heartache and great son of a bitch. I don't want to do this anymore. And I could strangle my friends because they, I do all the work and they show up and record and then they piss off and I'm stuck doing and all the work. And complain about it. And complain yeah. about it. I'm like, like why you never get the show up really fast, especially but, uh, during preview season. That was all years ago. I know. And, uh, but I, I can honestly, I can't even think of it. Like, I tried to think of it, and all I came up with, I guess, I would have a lot more free time. I would probably have found some other thing to do to occupy most of my time. I have no idea what that thing would have been, but uh, I'm, I'm almost certain that would be the case. Yeah, I mean, there were there were multiple, um, you know, big life changes that I figured, you know, I might not play the game anymore after this point, but that. Uh, being on the show and staying in contact with these guys kept me kept me in the game. So if I wasn't on the show, there's a very good chance that I there's there's a very good chance that I wouldn't be playing anymore. And from several other circumstances related to the fact that I wouldn't have been in touch with these guys anymore, and some of the other things that have happened to me in between, um, I probably would have taken that transfer that my old job offered me up to that Nowheresville in Pennsylvania, and who knows what would have happened after that. Yeah, and I I am almost certain I would have virtually no contact with you guys anymore because that's why I started the show is because we were all losing touch and that sucked. I love Dirk to death, and I'm it's too bad he had to go already. But 
And I think we get along very well, but would we still be friends at this point without the show? He lives in Burlington. I live in Thomasville. People that don't live in North Carolina don't know where that is, but we were already, you know, 40, 45 minutes apart. Now we're actually, we're about the same because of the one highway, but still we're, we're not any closer. Uh, and he's a teacher and I'm a lawyer and we do not interact in the same social circles. So, um, it's pretty doubtful. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sure I would be playing more games, maybe? <laughs> yeah. I'd be spending more time. I'd probably be spending more time playing video games, a lot more time, uh, and money collecting and listening to music. I would maybe be working more, but I don't know. Yeah, it, it, once again, it's kind of that, that big what-if question. Yeah, so. and it's it, like it's fun to think about, but for the listeners, I'm sure they're going, "Who cares? Shut up! Talk about the podcast." So it's actually terrifying to think about for me, honestly. <laughs> oh, I mean, me too. Because so because of the mana pool and all of the the fun and 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 all of that that we've had over the years, uh, that's why Tom and Outwell tapped me to take over Monday Night Magic, and taking over Monday Night Magic has gotten me a lot more exposure. And caused me a lot more pain and heart. Now that's the show that I'm like, son of a bitch, I gotta do this freaking show. <laughs> and maybe eventually that will turn around just like the mana pool did. Oh, I mean, it changes from week to week. Some weeks I'm like, sweet, Monday Night Magic, woohoo! And then other weeks I'm like, ah, mother of 12 bastards, I gotta record this freaking show. But, <laughs> uh, but because of that, I got to meet, or, like, I got to talk to Jeremy Schofield. And you got the ends of Vegas. And yeah. because we yeah. brought him on the show once, and he was so awesome, we brought him on many times. We brought him on many times, and he became a friend. And then he's like, why aren't you going to Vegas? You're going to Vegas. And suddenly now i got a free trip to Vegas. And before that, you know, I did the three questions in Charlotte, and I got that, oh, I got the thing in Charleston. I got the, the, yeah, the spell sling in there. And me and Jack got to go down there and do that, and that was really cool. And I finally got to meet Prillaman for the first time in, in person, and that was that was awesome. And from there, I went up to, uh, we did Charlotte, and I did the three questions there, because it, it, it's something that I, you know, started up in, uh, Charleston and like, perfected in Char- Charlotte. And then from there, I was like, you know what, this is so awesome, I'm gonna drive my ass up to Pittsburgh and do it there. And it became a thing that people enjoyed, even though only the first one from Pittsburgh is up, shut up. And then I got the Vegas thing, and I had to meet all of these people that, I never would have thought I'd get to, like, meet. Like, I met Brian David Marshall. And, uh, uh, like, I guess Mike Flores counts. Did you meet Jerry Thompson? I, I met him in Charleston. You know, he's starting to work for, um, he's starting work for R&D next week. Yeah, he's driving there as we speak, I think. How crazy is that? Sweet. But I got to meet Gavin in Vegas, and I got to meet Rich Hagen, for God's sake. How amazing was that? And uh, He's British. He is so British. But I got, uh, I got to meet all these people and do all these things, and I got to speak to uh, Helene Bergeau for, like, freaking half an hour, just about everything in general. And, yeah, all of that was because of this show. Like, if I wasn't doing the show, then none of that other stuff that, ha- that follows would have happened. I never would have gotten to meet Molly, who's one of my best friends now. And I never would have gotten to, you know, go to D.C. and meet Ben and Tosis. And just all of these things that would never have happened. And I can't even conceive of these things not having happened, you know. Mm-hmm. It it floors me. And, yeah. <laughs> 
I wouldn't have met Randy, and Randy wouldn't have had any of my money. <laughs> no, he would have found a way to get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not knowing him, he would have. <laughs> but... Look at it this way, because you're giving him his money, he's not knocking over liquor stores. That's how I look at it. I hang out with criminals too much. <laughs> you're joking, but... Well, you're you probably know. not. <laughs> I mean, I don't, Rand, I don't know Randy, Randy has that look about him. Uh, I'm not going to say anything else. I, I don't know Randy as well as you guys, so I'm just going to leave that one alone. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, that's all I got. I cannot conceive of life. And it's taken me forever to say this. I've already said it like three times, but I cannot conceive of a life where I wasn't doing this. And that that actually makes me happy. Like, I'm happy doing this. And that's that's a big deal. Like, finding something that makes you happy is, is huge in life. And this makes me happy. Sitting here every week talking to you guys is sounds, just great. It sounds cliche, especially, I think, when you're young. Because, honestly, when you're young, you don't know how good you've got it until you're old. And I hate to say that. I really, you have no idea how much I hate to say. Oh, but it's, it's, it's completely so true. true and it sucks. And <laughs> you really need to look for what makes you happy in life. And again, you could read that in any fortune cookie and you just go, yeah, whatever. But it's still true. You don't know how hard it is to find something that you really love to do. And when you find it, you've got to hold on to it because it can slip out of your fingers so fast. Something that you do, something that happens to you. And the listeners who have been listening lately have heard me complain about, you know, how much my job sucks and how much life kind of sucks at the moment. And I've said several times to other people and to listeners, you know, if it wasn't for this show, like, and the, the fun that I get from this and the enjoyment that I get, you know, speaking to the listeners and all that, my life would really suck. (laughs) And that's not an exaggeration, like, for a while there, this was the only bright point in my life was the podcasting. And I have since crested the hill and I'm, I'm doing much better now. Like, life still sucks, but now I don't let it get me down, you know? <laughs> and, uh. It still sucks, but it's not like, damn. Exactly. It's just like, huh, damn, you know? <laughs> well, even if you have something, like, you know, <laughs> even if you have something you enjoy, your life is still never going to be perfect. Right, right. But. If your life is perfect, send us, send an, us email. an email. <laughs> Oh, man. But I think we've rambled on uh, long enough. Yeah. I think the listeners have figured it out. I love I, you guys. Yeah. And we, we love you guys. And yeah. Are we even going to do final thoughts? I don't know. Do you guys have anything I, I we need to talk about yet? I'm just it, mostly. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, I could find something to talk about. <laughs> I actually had one earlier, and it's kind of popped out of my head. And it really wouldn't fit with anything that we've talked about. So so I guess I guess we're done, then? I think so. Okay. I, I guess so. All right, episode well, 300. This has been episode 300 of the Manipool, brought to you as always from episode number one by CardShark.com, a better way to buy and sell collectible card games. Uh, all of our contact information is in the show notes for every episode. This send us an email to dorks at themanipool.com. You can find us. That's mostly me on Twitter at themanipool. Uh, we have forums. We have Facebook. We have Google Plus, but we sort of ignore that. Um, and by sort of ignore that, I mean completely ignore that. Still a big shout-out thanks to Tony Mendolia, because every week we post an episode, and every week he's like, hey, the Manipool, and he announces it on Google+. Plus. Yeah, I think that just we're in, we just happen to be in Google+, Plus social circles of people who don't use it, <laughs> except for Tony. Yeah. I'm sure there are vibrant communities out there, but we just happen to be in dead ones. <laughs> yeah. And 
Yeah, that's close enough. Anything else you want to know, it's in the show notes. Go to themanapool.com, check out all that good stuff. And I say this every week, and every week I mean it, but this week especially. Thank you all very much for listening, and uh, go play some magic. <laughs>